Yesterday was the first. Yes, thanks. Thank, thank you for telling us how numbers work. Thank you. It's still hot <laughs> and sunny. So that's Casey's weather report for Sunday, June 2nd in yes. Athens, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Today, we are here with a very special guest, one of my old friends from college, um, Ashley Scholl. Hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> I'm, when did I meet you? Was it freshman year or? I, I think yeah. freshman year. Which hall did you live in? I'm Foundation. Foundation. Okay, so... And I was on the fourth floor, top floor. So you lived on the hall that Zach and Noah lived on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she knew Noah. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, God, Noah. Yeah. Well, and I, like, for me, like, I ended up there with, like, three Christian girls. Uh, Oh, sorry. (laughs) That was not the reaction. Uh, uh. But freshman year of college is not the time It's rough. And, like, I came there with nobody from high school. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. I'd moved up there from Valdosta. Yeah. So... There was nobody that I knew. Yeah. So just like getting adjusted to that, I would go home a good bit just because I. Yeah. Weren't you and um, Amanda Sparrow? Yeah. 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 Through school. Yeah. She's so, awesome. But we didn't meet until like halfway through freshman So was year. your first like semester super hard adjusting? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it is for everyone. Well, well and then I wouldn't talk to my, was... I didn't talk to my mom for like the first two months either because really? I was like, fuck you, I'm done. Oh, <laughs> I'm out. I'm free. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I was 17. Yeah. Too. Like yeah. I, I didn't turn 18 until November of that yeah. year. Wow. That's funny. Yeah. You know, and I was like, I can do this on my own. <laughs> I remember like month one, I was like, I want to move home and go to Coastal Georgia Community College. Yep. And I don't want to, I don't want to stay. And then suddenly. Yeah, no. It got better. My mom mm-hmm. got married at 18 and like went to Europe with my dad. So. Yeah. Because he was in the military. Yeah. You know. And, and so I wanted to be that same thing. Like here I am going off on my own. I don't need you anymore. Mm-hmm. She finally like sent me flowers, I think. Aww. With like a little note and was just like. And I finally called her and like Aww. cried. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> well, I didn't say that. I was yeah. just like, <laughs> was it going to admit to that? The guilt. The guilt. <laughs> I would. I would have to. My yeah. my the matriarchal line in my family is very good at that. <laughs> at guilt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love them. But yeah. We, you know, we all do it. Well, you have to. You know, you have to um, use your skills. Yeah. <laughs> As women, we have to yes. embrace our yes. skills. Use, yes, use what's in your own arsenal. Use your mental abuse. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. Don't worry, my mom does it too. Yeah, she I think I think it's it. a skill that all moms kind of learn yeah. along the way. Oh, I definitely did it to Layla this morning. <laughs> I was like, not my proudest moment. I told her I was going to give her away. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm not actually going to give you away. Mommy was very upset. <laughs> Shit. Going to scar her for life. Nah. You start the abandonment issues early. Yeah. You really got to. When you're bad, you get you have to go live with old people in the woods. 
<laughs> and mommy and daddy are moving to the beach. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> mommy, daddy out. Oh, God, that's awful. I would never leave her. No. Oh, no. Anyway, yeah, so I'm at Ashley freshman year of college. And we kind of ran in the same circle but it was weird because there were so many yeah. different circles there were like I knew everybody well not that too like I was such a shy like yeah I was shy I yeah. was quiet I didn't really know how to make friends yeah, <laughs> yeah. what's your star sign it's Scorpio Scorpio okay so like putting the walls down is something that's yeah not doesn't not come easy. really <laughs> does not come easy it's something that I've definitely had to like practice yeah and get better at once they're down though mm. <laughs> yeah you're an open book yeah pretty much yeah. like and that's the thing and you know and I've tried to especially as I've you know gone into my 30s now to yeah. to to be more open about those kinds of things and yeah. talk about it more especially you know I went to therapy like towards the end of college and finally let go a lot of those anxieties and yeah. fears and you know depression God, therapy and all is that. amazing it was the best yeah. and you know now going through everything with dad it was something that you know I needed to do and I didn't do for a long time yeah yeah but there's really the three of us and well four I count my brother's wife as part of this yeah, as well that's like awesome. Emily's Emily met my dad before well, I guess I should say <laughs> my dad was diagnosed with um uh dementia at the age of 53 damn it's terrible so you know I'm, how long ago was that be four years in December Shit. okay so he'll be, he just turned 57 in January. Wow. And, you know, we're at the tail end of this already. Wow. Which is, you know, for me, the therapy, I, I started therapy this past October. I uh-huh. should have gone way earlier. Yeah. Well, better late than ever. Yeah, yeah. You know, at 27, here I am having to realize that, like, my dad's been diagnosed with a terminal illness. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what dementia is. Yeah. Yes. It is a terminal illness. Yeah. There is no other end result Mm-mm. with this. Mm-mm. And you watch a, a guy who's a build his own cars, you know, yeah. so capable, hunted, yeah. fished. Your dad. My yeah. dad, my yeah. rock, yeah. you know, yeah. my man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just lose everything. Oh, God. It just, I, the first two years was really me. I would get drunk. Mm-hmm. I would come home and I had a boyfriend at the time and I would pick a fight and he would realize about partway through that this isn't, she's not mad at me. Yeah. yeah. She's sad. And Aww. I would fall apart oh, and just God, sob, yeah. and sob and sob and sob yeah. and sob. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Yeah. That's so sad. It is. It's <laughs> just, well, and you, you watch a guy, like I had to move. This is one of, and you know, for us, like, um, moving from an apartment, like dad would always come up with his pickup truck, not a big deal. <laughs> like throw stuff in the truck, and four hours later, yeah. your apartment's all set up. Like no <laughs> yeah. worries, you know. And here I am, like dad comes to help me move this weekend. I was literally moving like a block down the road, <laughs> and it took eight hours oh. that day, eight ten hours. Yeah, with the two of us, and then my boyfriend coming after work to like help out. And, um, like, 
he was trying to take down a curtain rod and he couldn't figure out how to use a screwdriver. Wow. Like, <laughs> oh God. That, I mean, I, I relate so much yeah, to like that. Watching, yeah. Like watching this man who's so capable, like lose those simple skills. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and at the time he wasn't diagnosed. Like I didn't know what really. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Like that was the thing. That was like the July before the diagnosis. Have you spent a lot of time thinking back? Like, yeah. Like, th- that's yeah. the thing. Mm-hmm. Like looking at those signs and things. And for us, like, looking back and it's something my mom and my brother talk about all the time like our family Mm -hmm. kind of and it's like about two years before diagnosis he's probably showing signs and symptoms yeah my mom does that a lot with her mom thinking back to like when you know for because I think one of the not one of the symptoms but one of the things that they tell you if you have the Alzheimer's gene, which yeah. dementia, it, it, yeah, it's also similar, and there's yeah. so many different well, kinds. It's all under the umbrella yeah. of dementia. Yeah, exactly. you know, Alzheimer's yeah. is one typology. Exactly. They've told us that Dad is either like frontal temporal dementia or Lewy body. Yeah, that was what we. We're not sure if my grandma had Alzheimer's or Lewy body, but she had Same. a brother with Lewy body. Yeah, so it would make sense if she had the Lewy body dementia but yeah. we we never got an official diagnosis well, it was just hard. obvious yeah. what was going on we yeah. will like this yeah. is the thing that's kind of cool about my dad like yeah. at a certain point you know it's wa- it's hard to watch him like struggle with the acceptance of the diagnosis because sure. here's a guy in the prime of his life like finally in a job that he loves and he's capable in and you know watching him have to quit work immediately mm-hmm. you know give up driving a car mm-hmm. like all of these mm-hmm. things and he hit a point of there was this acceptance point it took a couple of years mm-hmm. <laughs> but he was also involved in a study a blind study at emory so they've done the genetic testing on him um so they know yeah if or what kind of gene indication is there and there is family history of course like his mother as well as his um aunt her mm-hmm. sister um both uh had you know some kind of dementia yeah and um he decided then that he was going to donate his brain to science that's awesome oh, that's so great. upon Good. his death like yeah. em- his body will be sent to emory that's great and you that's know, awesome so they'll I mean, do the the autopsy it's on him then it's awesome and i mean it's a weird thing to say it's, well and the but thing, it's yeah. like for us like we've taken a really realistic approach like there is no other approach to kind of take to mm-hmm, it we take right. it with humor like mm-hmm. too because it's fucking hilarious yeah, sometimes yeah. some oh, of the it's... stuff he says and like <laughs> yeah. some of the things he does yeah well Just that's like... the thing about ambiguous grief is yeah. that is one of the most helpful coping mechanisms it is is lo- looking and laughing at the absurdity of it it yeah. is it's complete because like you can't blame anybody for yeah. it it's just what well, yeah, I always say it's the cards that we were dealt. Yeah, you know, it's and a roll of the, the dice. Like, and that's I, you'll go crazy if you don't. Even, well, that's the thing. Like, you can't. You know, my mom blames God sometimes. Of mm, course, that's like that's normal. that's normal. You're going mm-hmm. to. That's not really in the realm of my belief system. Yeah. So you know, um, but what else are you going to do? Yeah. You have to accept it at some point. If you don't accept it, like you're constantly going to be battling that. Yeah. And I think that's what therapy has really kind of helped me with. It's yeah. Like that acceptance of this is what, this is what we have. You can't change it. We can't change it. Yeah. You have to let loose that control over yeah. it. And all we can do is make his last journey out. As yeah. Painless as we can really. Yeah. And you know, that's the hard part that that really that's the hard part is, yeah um has he had any falls has oh he yeah. Started, yeah he wears a helmet oh 
Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's the smart. most <laughs> smart. It's the most adorable thing because he's not wheel, wheelchair compliant. Oh, yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, and we also don't want to constantly have to give him Xanax or Valium or some kind of antivert to like keep him in the chair because yeah. that's just yeah. gonna that's just gonna progress the disease yeah. ultimately anyway. Like we don't want him to be out of it all yeah. the time. Um. So, and it's something that he because we watched him take care of his mother. He was yeah. the primary caretaker of his mother. So, you know, that and we had a lot of conversations about care and like what his mm-hmm. care would look like because we had done it before. Yeah, with his mom. With I his mean, mom, yeah. Just out of curiosity. So when he was taking care of his mom, were there ever these sort of just unofficial statements made? Like if I, if I ever go through oh, this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was so like, put he, me in a boat, poke holes on <laughs> it and send me out fishing. Like, yeah. I don't want to, I yeah. don't want to live this way. Yeah. So that's kind of like the the way that we've approached his care is mm-hmm. to not intervene too much right kind of let it take its course to mm-hmm. make him comfortable and to keep him safe yes those are the biggest things so hence the helmet yeah <laughs> um, and um you know and making that i think the biggest decision for folks when they're facing dementia care is whether or not to to use a feeding tube mm-hmm. yeah because that, that decision does come, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. They get to a point where they choke on food. They can't yeah. intake any more food or nutrients. And it's a nutrient-heavy disease. Like, you notice, like, as I progress in the disease, their appetite will – his his has increased tremendously. Like, he absorbs so many calories a day, wow. and he loses weight constantly. Yeah. Like, he's a buck 25 now. Yeah, yeah. So um, – you know, you're you're literally feeding this the disease. disease yeah. That's that's where I kind of approach it from, yeah. like ra- in a rational. Because I always have to rationalize yeah. it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, you know, so the helmet, feeding him food constantly, you know, watching him waste away is that's that's been the that's been brutal. Of course, you know? of course, it has. Like, I mean, even just from a distance, seeing my own grandmother, like that's yeah terrifying to me. It is. And, and I, you know, I did that 23andMe health mm-hmm. thing and I have the, the Alzheimer's gene. Do you? Yeah. And so I, I won't think do about it. That. Yeah. Well, honestly, it was one of those things. I was like, I don't know that I want to do it. Yeah. But I also just kind of knew what, that that's that I'm rolling it. under the yeah. assumption that I do. Yeah. So like, why do I want the confirmation? Neither my mom nor I had it. Yeah. Really? We, we did it and we, yeah. neither of us had it, but it was almost that. I wanted to, I'm just, a, I want all information. Yeah. And I completely understand people that don't, but I yeah. just, I want all the information I want to know. And I, so I just said, I'm going to do it. And if it's there, then, then at least I know that it, it's yeah. po- increased possibility. If it's not, then it'll be a little bit of a relief. relief. Yeah. yeah. And so I got lucky and it was, but there again, I could end up having Alzheimer's and you won't. Yeah. 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 I got to do more so Sudoku. Yeah. <laughs> That's I the do key. play some brain puzzle games. I need to. Like, yeah. I my really phone need all to. the time. Was that Luminosity should sponsor us? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sometimes I can't do them though, and then that like then creates a weird yeah. pattern. Like, you're like, <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Oh, oh man! Uh, did, did your dad want to? One of the things I remember reading, and my mom and I were talking about with my grandma, was like one of the indicators or whatever yeah. you will was. Uh, my grandma started getting very much into a routine. It was the he same was always, thing every day. He was day. always routine Military. Oh, he's military. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, and plus his ADHD is a day is long. Mm-hmm. So is my brother. So like routine is a coping mechanism, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for him that, I mean, he was up every morning. Was at he medicated for ADHD? 
No. No. He okay. was never diagnosed officially. Okay. Um, my brother was, but yeah. not until he was like 20. Yeah. Same with me. I mean, I was at my freshman year of college. Yeah. And my mom, who was a special education teacher. My mom um, always knew. Yeah. My mom was like, <laughs> I just, you were in art class and you were very creative and I wasn't going to give you yeah. Adderall to no. stunt that creativity. But then when I went to college and was like, oh, fuck. I can't do I'm this. in charge of my yeah. own self. Like, well, yeah. I think for my brother, too, he's a gifted kid. He mm-hmm. was heavily involved in sports. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, he played yeah, soccer athlete. year yeah. round, round. He was in marching bands. Um, so and my mom, because she worked for the school system, had that thumb down, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. we were over scheduled. And mm-hmm. <laughs> It's yeah. a great way to grow up. But, uh, <laughs> no, I love it. And, you know, it makes you more, it, yeah, it makes you more productive, yeah. I think, yeah. later on. But, you know, so it took him, like, going to school and, like, losing his keys, his debit card, yep. like, his Garmin at the time, you know, because mm-hmm. he didn't have cell phones that had map systems yep. on there. So he lost his GPS, too. Yeah. And uh, it took him that and, like, you know, had a yeah. really bad day and called mom. And mom was like, all right, let's let's get this get, taken care yeah, of. Get you to the doctor. Yep. Well, I I was reading because I had a theory that um, Adderall could somehow exasperate, exacerbate, (laughs) (laughs) that it can make speed up (laughs) the symptoms of dementia at a younger age. Hmm. I had that theory. Okay. And then I started doing some research and they actually give it to people with Alzheimer's. Really? Yeah. And I don't know like why, what the, you know, compound of the drug and why it works but apparently it can prolong Hmm. i mean this is very new study yeah but i thought for sure because i'm like damn some people take this stuff and they don't need it yeah and like they get all scatterbrained and what if that Mm -hmm. is having an impact what if i don't really need it but then i go a day without it and yeah i I do take go days without it and seth and's like you didn't take your medicine i'm like you take your adderall sorry i just lost the kid like (laughs) (laughs) we'll find her (laughs) i forgot who i was she could probably yell loud enough oh god you know she would but yeah so i was just wondering if he was medicated because i've always been curious about that no not to my knowledge like dad was always like pill pill averted yeah if he had a headache or anything like he's like no fuck wow. it, i'm fine yeah, yeah that's good. not even ibuprofen nothing like that like well. it just wasn't in his um frame of reference yeah. so um i think that's why also the diagnosis took a long term time to like hit him too it's because like oh crap they're gonna give me all like why the fuck do i have to take all these drugs that was always his yeah. thing plus like with dementia like especially in the early bits like it's all mood it's all you know mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of anxiety that was coming off of him. A lot of sure. um, paranoia. The paranoia mm-hmm. started to freak me out because da- Dad's never been paranoid. Yeah. Like, who is this person? Yeah. yeah. Like, was it like um, directed towards you guys? No. No. Um, no never. Um, but <laughs> that's good. I know. <laughs> I know. Like it was definitely directed towards my mother, though. Yeah. Like my mom got the brunt of that for sure. Yeah. Um, a lot of like you're cheating on me kind oh, of stuff yeah. oh, like which is ridiculous like they've but, been together forever yeah. like you know that's not a thing and um but for us no like well especially me like I could do no wrong in my dad's eyes mm-hmm. and I think everybody would tell you that <laughs> yeah um you know I was daddy's little girl yeah, yeah exactly you know so for me like 
he it was always like he would bitch to me about everybody else mm. and I'm like daddy come on yeah they're not they're not here and I think that for us like looking back one of the stories that we always talk about too is you know those racks that you put on the back of a truck mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. tailgate to like put coolers and stuff mm-hmm. on right he had driven up to Tennessee to my grandmother's house for Christmas and had put the rack on the back of there with like an empty Tupperware tub and a cooler because we had to bring back presents. Mm. <laughs> and um, so I guess he forgot to put the pin mm, in it mm. and it had fallen out, fallen off the truck somewhere oh, on the no. highway. And if you know my, like my dad like restored a 1971 VW like, yeah. Caravan bus. Like yeah. He, yeah. he doesn't like he doesn't screw up shit like that yeah like that's not in his realm yeah and he's um, very methodical oh yeah yeah yeah. and um so we get up there and he realizes that like this happened and he thinks like georgia state patrol is going to come after him or like the cops are going to come after him and stuff like this and like the whole like three days we're up there we're like no it's fine like yeah. How can they track you down? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Surely this from has happened a before. Great. Yeah. Like, and he's like, oh, I just didn't want to hurt anybody. And I'm Aww. like, oh, my God. You know, so it was oh, one yeah. of those things that like. It's like a spiral. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and a lot of people early on, like, blamed it on the grief of like losing his mother. Oh, OK. Yeah. So that and was. So when did she die? So she passed away in December of 2014. OK. Wow. So. um Yeah. And and he was diagnosed shortly after the Is next that? year. Okay, wow. So, but so here's, we're a military family, of course. Um, my grandfather and my great grandfather are buried in Arlington. Oh wow! Hey guys, I'm here with fan favorite and honorary co-host Cameron Harrelson, the king of sitting with your grief. So what's new with you, Cam? Hey, everybody. It's so good to be back here at Funeral Stories for just a quick shout out and catch up. I just wanted to let everyone know that while I have left the funeral business, which is sad, but you know, it's good too. Yeah. I have continued my work as an activist. I've actually started working as a member of the Athens Pride Board, and we work to create inclusionary and safe spaces in Northeast Georgia for LGBTQ people, and I'm really excited about that work. That's awesome. And you know I love Athens Pride, so. Oh, yes. Speaking of pride, I'm happy to let you and everyone else know that Funeral Stories has decided to donate a portion of the proceeds from ticket sales to our live podcast on September 27th at the 40 Watt to Athens Pride. Are you kidding? I promise. Uh, Casey, that's awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much. We're happy to do it. And we're actually able to do this because of some really, really great sponsors like True You Southeast. Have you heard of them? Now, you know, I like to act like I know everything, but I have to admit, I don't know who they are. Tell me more. That's okay. I really love them because they are a secular LGBTQ affirming practice that works with clients that struggle with anxiety, depression, gender identity, relationship stress, and existential spiritual concerns. God knows that I've had my fair share of those so are they located here in georgia yeah they actually are okay well uh let me pull out my phone real quick i'm gonna google them um, (laughs) and i'm sure you're gonna tell everybody a little bit more about them (laughs) of course get to googling honey so they see clients one-on-one in their decatur office but for residents outside of decatur and in south carolina they also do video sessions which is really nice and convenient considering how hard it can be for in-person therapy sometimes tell it Mm -hmm. i know they have a knowledgeable understanding and competent staff that has been extensively trained in working with our gay lesbian transgender and non-binary community 
Okay, yeah. So, like, I've spent some time sitting over here looking on their website, mm-hmm. and they really do seem like a good company. You know, it's important for me with the nonprofit work I'm doing Absolutely. to connect individuals with people like this. So, I know that on the podcast, you and Laura actually have talked a lot about the importance of self-care and mental health. So, this is really cool. Absolutely. And, you know, we always say that we're not professionals. We're mm-hmm. simply advocates. So, that's why I'm really, really glad to team up with a company like True Southeast, especially because they also offer corporate training and education for other healthcare professionals. And we we all know those are environments where more education regarding the LGBTQIA community is definitely needed. You can say that again. So <laughs> if you need help sitting with your grief from people who are non-judgmental, accepting and affirming, this place seems amazing. Casey, do you mind if I read this one blurb that I just found on their website sure, real quick? Sure, yeah, I'd love that. Okay, it says, the simple act of sitting with someone and being heard, seen, and acknowledged is both powerful and affirming. If you don't know what to say or how to start, that's okay. They gently guide the conversation, and if you need quiet time to simply think and ponder, that's okay, mm-hmm. too. Kind of sounds like what I said, I but love we love a good professional. Yes, amen. So <laughs> be sure to check them out at www.trueyouthsoutheast.com. Or call them at 404-800-7586. Um, so, you know, my grandpa was a lieutenant colonel, and my great-grandpa was... I don't even know what his rank was. That's bad of me. But I do know he fought in World War II. Mm-hmm. Got a silver star. Wow. Um, and then my grandfather was in Korea and Vietnam. And uh, so dad always looked up to that. And when he enlisted in the Air Force, my grandpa was pissed. Oh, because he, Because yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the Army and yeah. he didn't go to officer school. Like, you were supposed to go to college first. Like, that yeah. kind of thing. My dad was not a college kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he had to go to summer school to graduate wow, high school. <laughs> he liked, well, he he liked to go out and have fun. Yeah, like yeah. he would he would hotwire his dad's speedboat <laughs> and go, you know, water skiing <laughs> and skip class. That's like I don't see what's wrong. Yeah, with no, that. I know. That sounds awesome, <laughs> right? So he was like that little rebel without a cause. You know, my mom went on a blind date with him, and they he Aww. danced with her, and that's why she like loved it because it was like the first dude that would like come out and have fun with her i know cute it is cute and so how uh, long were or have they been together they got married in september of 82 wow so they were they were together for a while before you were born yeah Yeah. so i was born five years into their marriage that's awesome yeah i recommend that yeah they they (laughs) waited they waited definitely to have kids enjoy Um, your time together well and they were in europe for most of it they were in um his first station was in upper hafer in england okay which is that base is now closed i believe so um you know mom remembers like walking around oxford because she was bored and she didn't have anything to do and she she worked a job i think she worked a night job she worked at like a like a phone operator kind Uh of thing Uh i don't know um and they lived in a house that was only like coal heated Oh, wow. Like a cinder block house in the middle of like a sheep field. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. That's where our love of duvets came from. (laughs) Did she ever go sit in on classes? Um, I don't know at Oxford. I know she would like go walk around campus and stuff. And then whenever they moved to Utah, she um, enrolled at University of Utah. Wow. Okay. Um, And then she got a, I think a BS in business management. Interesting. Yeah. 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 
And then she went into to counseling. Care, yeah. Like so work. she got her MED in counseling. So okay, master's okay. of education in counseling um, from actually Boston University, but she's never stepped foot in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> they had a campus in like Germany. A satellite camp- oh, oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. So dad, after That's we were, really cool. I was born in Utah and like two weeks after I was born, they moved oh, to Germany. Shit, I couldn't do that. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> My cousin Like did 20, that. 23, my mom had me so I was born in November mom had me at 23 she turned 24 in December and so we went and stayed at her mom's house in New York while like all my paperwork came in and got me a passport and everything dad had already gone on to Germany and then we they shipped everything that they owned oh my god that was military life man you just where you went wherever they told you to go yeah 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 so and we were in germany for four years so that was that's the first cool. four years of my life yeah that's you know it's that's like luther or my cousin virginia he just moved back from germany and he's mm-hmm. five and mm-hmm. but for the majority of his life he lived in germany yeah they used to send me baby formula that you could only get in germany because <laughs> i would supplement breastfeeding and i yeah. was so anal about it i was like i only want the best and yeah. the best well, formula was European. European. And I'm not, not FDA approved. I'm not surprised by that. My mom yeah. talks about all the time about best breastfeeding in Europe. And like, she just pop her boob out anywhere. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, go. Yeah. And coming back to the States, to like visit her parents. And she was sitting in like the vestibule of like the ladies room at like a Sears. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd have like yeah, couches yeah. and stuff yeah. there. She's sitting there like breastfeeding me. Didn't have me covered, but she was in the ladies room. Like no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> also, who gives a fuck? We're and, all like, women here. I know. Yeah, come on. <laughs> well, and, like somebody like walked by and they're like, you need to cover up. Up, and she was just like, uh, no, thank you. Have you seen that meme where it's like, um, <laughs> uh, breastfeeding women should cover up and it's got a woman breastfeeding with her boob out with like a t-shirt over her head. <laughs> She's like, all right, I'll oh cover up. Like, nope, not going to fucking do yeah. that. But also, if you've ever tried to fucking breastfeed a baby under one of those things, I, they don't fucking like it. I did. Like, <laughs> well, I would only, Im- like, I can only imagine, you know, I don't it's have hot. kids. Yeah. yeah like, hot. I wouldn't, yeah. I would not want to eat under a fucking towel. No. No. <laughs> no, in a really hot tent against another body. Yeah. No. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> That's no. miserable. Hot milk. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's already warm enough. Like, God. Yeah. yeah so oh, that's, but, yeah, that's funny. You know, spending your childhood in Europe was yeah. like a huge thing. Like, I just remember dad, like, well, I don't remember Germany too much. It's mainly pictures. Yeah. You know, you have like flashes of memories yeah. from photos kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but we moved to Southern California after that. Um, we moved to Los Angeles, Lancaster. Cool. Um, right after the LA riots. Oh, Wow. <laughs> what a time to be in LA. Yeah. Wow. Um, and that's when mom. So 92? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mom had uh, finished grad school by then at Boston University's campus <laughs> in Germany <laughs> um, with her MED in counseling. And then um, when we moved to Los Angeles, dad was stationed at Edwards Air Force Base, which is where all the shuttle landings were. Okay. Which is probably like one of the coolest things yeah. about being there as a kid. That's really cool. Um, and then um, mom started working for DFAX. So she was a, an emergency responder for DFAX. Wow. She was a person that held the case for like the first 30 days. She was wow. the one that was knocking on your door. God. Yeah. In LA. Yeah. In the 90s. Yeah. Jeez. That's crazy. We were there for, you know, OJ Simpson. We were yeah. there for the huge. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, how earthquake. long were you there? Uh, four years, four okay. and a half. Okay. So you. We left when I was about almost nine. Okay. Uh, eight. I was I entered third grade okay in Georgia okay gotcha okay so So, then you moved to Georgia but eight and moving from Los Angeles to where you don't even have a concept of 
you know, a way to kind of talk about yeah stuff. Yeah. So you moved to Valdosta. Valdosta. And so you you were there until you started until college. I graduated high wow. school. Yeah. So we yeah. stayed in Georgia. They tried to send my dad to like a couple other places while we were there. Did um, they just kind of decide that y'all like the moving around was? The, yeah, yeah, we were kind of done. And um, my brother started kindergarten there, so like that really like he doesn't really remember too much of moving around in yeah. Los Angeles and everything like that. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, plus Hope Scholarship existed then. Yeah. Um, so like really existed yeah. where they yeah. paid for everything. Yeah. yeah. So, and there wasn't a plan for us yeah. to go to college and, you know, mom had always kind of been the one that pushed and uh, even yeah. dad, cause dad earned his master's degree while he was in the service. That's awesome. So, that's you know, awesome. went to school and I watched him graduate like when I was in ninth grade. Oh, like a that's huge so cool. thing to like yeah. watch. And that's yeah. watch awesome. proud of, yeah. yeah. Watch proud of dad and like his parents came down and that was like the first that's time. That was the first time his parents ever visited us. Wow. Like like anywhere. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now where did they live? Where they were in Jersey. Okay. And then gotcha. had moved down to North Carolina at some point. Okay. I can't remember. So moved to North Carolina. What was this about? About like ninth grade was the, about the, was that about the time he got out of he the retired okay, yeah, yeah he retired so he, so retired. he retired he had his papers in when nine eleven happened wow so because immediately when nine eleven happens I'm in ninth grade looking yep. at it and on the TV screen at yep. school and thinking they're gonna take my daddy away again yeah because we had oh. done the Gulf War yeah mm. um and oh, having him gone in TDYs um as a kid was tough like him reintegrating into the family yeah. I think was the the hardest sure. Thing. That's so. definitely tough. Well, and that's one of the things we could do a whole episode with military personnel on the <laughs> oh, grief yeah. that Th- that you yeah. kind of experience of like having dad gone for like yeah. six to nine months. Well, and for for your dad like that, because I remember seeing my own father and other people that I know that are military that the hardest part is like acclimating themselves back, back into, into the family yeah well because they and they miss that companionship that mm-hmm. brotherhood that yep. like you know camaraderie yep and so that's very jarring and it's hard to communicate yep. with your family because they don't know what Mm-mm. you went through no, and then it's hard all. for the family because you don't know what they went through well, like, <laughs> like an especially like in you know in the 90s we didn't have the internet then yeah oh god so yes, there was, was hard little to, keep in to touch. little to no communication mm. i'm making notes sorry no you're Sometimes fine i do that mm-hmm. um so like you know getting the rare phone call every now and then was great yeah you know we yeah. like one well, you know we didn't have the patience to like sit and talk to him on the phone <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, as kids, I remember my brother like busted his head open one time when my dad was on the phone, oh, and my mom like goes, "Oh fuck, shit!" and like slams down. This is like the big brick yeah. phone, yep. mm-hmm. you know, like slams down the cell phone, and you know, because there's blood gushing from my brother's head. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> my like, how does dad feel about that? He doesn't even know. He can't do anything. Yeah, you know, yeah. he can't do anything. That's so terrible. You know, it sucks for him. It does. Yeah. I think for us, though, it sucks for y'all. Yeah. yeah, and you know, for me especially, like with his diagnosis, I, in in early on, like there was, I'm so lucky because like I had the opportunity to like have a conversation with him as an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and a lot of people don't get that opportunity to do that with their parents right and that's a huge thing where dad basically like sat me down and was like I'm really proud of you and like I didn't feel proud of myself then you know because I didn't you know there's a lot of self-doubt about what you choose to do and choose not to do and 
you know, having him sit me down one time and just say that was huge. Yeah. You know, that is, that's a very interesting point you make. Cause I've, I know on this podcast, you've said several times, like you think sometimes you just want to have, yeah, yeah that I would like to have that conversation yeah. and just say, you know, what do you think of me yeah. <laughs> now? Well, and to know just, your dad as an adult. Like, yeah. To know yeah. as an adult, yeah. what, have an adult conversation yeah. with yeah. your parent. Yeah. yeah. Like I've had with my mom. I've yeah. had plenty of those with exactly. my mom, but yeah. I'm not with my dad. Yeah. So I've had very few with dad, but yeah. I'm glad that I had that opportunity. Like I know that's something that a lot of people don't get. To so have. does that help like focusing on that? Is, has, it does. does that help? It does. And then, you know, thinking about, um, cause again, I can do no wrong. In this <laughs> <case>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, thinking about, the things that he would want for me going mm. forward and you know for me too like I very easily could have there was a lot of um during the diagnosis and like figuring out his care and everything like that there was a lot of there's debate about whether or not I should quit work because I was working part-time at the mm. library and waiting tables oh yeah still um I had not had full-time employment yet so um, there was a lot of questioning on my part of like if I should just quit and move up there and help mom yeah and just find a job waiting tables or whatever yeah. um, and I go back to that and there's a little bit I've had to work through therapy with like dealing a lot of the guilt and shame of mm-hmm. like not doing that of not making that decision to yeah. do that but you were, but yeah again dad would not have wanted that for yeah. me at all like he would not have wanted me to give up my life and my goals and you know my personal happiness and success to to wipe his ass yeah absolutely Absolutely. (laughs) like and he would have framed it that way he'd been like girl don't even like stay there I don't want you wiping my ass right yeah absolutely I have yeah (laughs) which is a whole thing you will but you would prefer not to (laughs) I mean that's that that first step of having to like do that that's so hard it is but like for me I was like I because he had a lot more anxiety around it than I did because he was still like you know they're still aware it's not like they're not they're gone yeah at that point you know he still knows that like here's his daughter coming to like clean yeah. him up yeah. yeah and um so for me I was just like don't even think about it don't think about it we're gonna like like you gotta, it has to be done. Good. It has to be done. We're yeah. here. Like you gotta you know, laugh at the smile, on, like <laughs> smile on my face the whole time. I'm like, holy shit, man! Would you do? <laughs> like, would you do to yourself? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. We're gonna get through this. <laughs> I'm like, we got this, dude. Like, no That's worries. So funny. I mean, like, what? Uh, how else are you gonna approach it? Right. You know, it's, you'll go insane. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't laugh you, about it. I, exactly well I think for us too one of the things especially with mom and I am a brother has been like advocacy Mm -hmm. um for folks who are diagnosed with dementia in the early stages the world is not easy to navigate Mm -hmm. in public uh with that diagnosis Mm -hmm. um family restrooms are an issue anytime you go anyplace like Mm -hmm. I would walk into the men's room with them I was just like I don't fucking care yeah yeah like you gotta we're not gonna hide at home yeah nor you know? should you no yeah helping him with this food out in public like people stare yeah yeah you know yeah it's it's one of those things i remember we went to, he wanted to go to ruth's chris <laughs> so bad for his birthday <laughs> and we we're like all right we're doing it 
and he's sitting there trying to cut his steak and it like falls off his plate onto oh. the tablecloth and i'm like whoop yeah i was sitting next to him like <laughs> popped it right back on and like i was like here you go pop slid his face over cut it up for him slid his plate over excuse me yeah. face <laughs> over oh my god i was like oh my god this just took a dark turn <laughs> and like cut it up for him and like slid it right back and he was fine you yeah know, blindly stab at food yeah it make it to his mouth you yeah. Know, yeah. Whatever. yeah 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 so it feels like such a success when they're able to feed themselves with a fork oh it's yeah. a huge deal and he can't yeah. now yeah. you know oh he's to that point oh yeah. yeah so it's been four years you said oh it'll be four in december since diagnosis yeah. okay okay gotcha and what have you do you know like prognosis like um uh, yeah. last father's day i didn't think he'd make it gotcha. to this one gotcha looks like we're going to yeah yeah um so um you know last father's day i really prepared for it to like be the last yeah oh mm-hmm. well you, you're getting one more let's <laughs> i know attraction that's, it. and that's the thing like you know you t- you take it with yeah you take each day with grace and with yeah. you know happiness and like He's still here. Well, and it feels healthy that you recognize the, like, that this will not, acceptance is so hard. But it, it, like, I have. Like, that's the thing. And I think that's why people get so scared to talk to me about it, especially Mm -hmm. folks at work and stuff. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird whenever, because it's my grief. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And my brother and I talk about this all the time because people ask, like, well, how's your dad? Yeah. And it's like worse <laughs> yeah <laughs> like my mom and i talked about it last night it's like sometimes you think the first thought that pops in your head is like he's dying yeah, yeah. <laughs> like dying. what do you want me to say yeah 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 like or you know anthony and i have always especially with like old friends who knew dad back in the day yeah. um you know they'll ask and it's like what do you want like do you want the short and easy version or do you want like the real hard <laughs> raw shit raw shit yeah. like yeah. do you want this because yeah. like it's a lot yeah you know you feel like you're throwing your sadness and your grief mm-hmm. around yeah. all the time yeah. and for me like it, you have to like create this sense of awareness that like everybody carries this yeah, yeah. yeah. everybody does yes yeah. our, our situation is particularly difficult he's 57 years old yeah you know he can't feed himself he's fully incontinent yeah. like he's not mobile sometimes mm. <laughs> <laughs> depends on the day um, <laughs> still he you know he suffers from visual and auditory hallucinations yeah. where he bends oh, down and like the, the bending down and like picking stuff off of the, off the floor that doesn't exist mm-hmm. yeah is a thing yeah um yeah. you know and you worry about his safety that's why he wears the helmet mm-hmm. you know he's yeah. bending over next thing it, you know, you know they they're just, down bam. yeah exactly yeah. so you know for us it's we moved him into his care community um last april mm-hmm. so he's been in a care facility for over a year now how that, was that hard for you um i knew it was coming um i knew watch so here's the thing because they're not ret- my parents are not retirement age. Yeah, yeah. My mother still has to work in order yeah. to pay for his care. Yep. So I was watching her every day take him to a daycare facility, adult day center. Wow. Mm-hmm. Drop him off before she goes to work. Pick him up when she gets home. You know, she has a very emotionally draining job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're dealing with teenagers so. and their issues yeah. and everything that goes along with that. And then she's coming home and, you know, feeding, bathing, clothing, and 
It's Groundhog's Day. Yeah. It's yeah, like a really, day. really awful Groundhog Day. Every yeah. day, you yeah. know, and I'm watching her start to fall apart. Mm-hmm. And it, that's that's the thing with dementia, I think. People forget about it. It affects the family a lot oh, more. Oh, yeah. Of course, absolutely. Like, it's a family disease. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, You know, there's always these, like, can I come help you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, come over. And it, sometimes it's hard to accept that help because, you know, you're so intimately connected with disease and with a person. And you have to learn the disease and learn the person and see how it's, you know, manifesting itself within mm-hmm. them. And it's like, well, just come spend a few days with us. Yeah. Um, I did a weekend. So this is kind of what, like, spurned us making that decision. Um, I It was so... The Christmas before that April, I had told mom, I'm like, look, I think we're going to need to put him in a facility by summer. I guess I don't think you can do this much longer. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was like a conversation as I was leaving Christmas out in the driveway, like not in front of any of the other family members. And because um, I just didn't want commentary from everybody else. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a hard personal choice. It is. Mm-hmm. And um and I think for my mom, she wanted the okay from yes, my brother and I. That, that was a huge sense. thing. And that was a huge thing early on that we decided, like, the three of us have to make these decisions yeah. together. We can't let mom do it on our own. It's very healthy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, standing out there Christmas, like, I don't think you're going to be able to make it. <laughs> like, I'm worried yeah. about you. And uh, I had to come up and do a weekend in February because she had a work commitment. Mm-hmm. And so I came up to take care of him. It was literally just an overnight yeah I was like fuck I'm like woman you can't do this anymore yeah I'm like you can't do this anymore like I can't lose you too yeah that was really what it came down to and then here's the thing too her parents are young they're in their um mid to late 70s -hmm. and they had come down from Tennessee to do a weekend again in March so here's his wow in-laws wow 70 year old yeah year old in-laws coming down to take care of him and he's hiding his dirty underpants in the trash can because he didn't want to tell my grandmother you tell me that's so sad but like you know it's it's these kinds of things that were happening and then yeah huge amount that like in the you can't blame him oh my god no you know like here's a guy that's like losing everything who yeah was you know this amazing self-sufficient you know could do whatever he wanted to do yeah like no matter how great in-laws are they're still i mean props to to his in-laws for even being willing to do it i know like for real but i mean that's a thing like early on too he would go like spend a week with his brother like up in north carolina like Mm -hmm. they stepped up early on so he could go fishing Mm -hmm. so like he they took him to like the nascar race or something up there Mm -hmm. like that's a shit my little conservative daddy like (laughs) (laughs) love my Daddy, don't love his politi- yeah. politics. Yeah. Um, mm, I know that story. <laughs> um, you know, but you know, so Eric, his brother, did did a fantastic thing with him where he was doing those things. Um, but when it started to get tough, a lot of people kind of started to drift. Yeah, and that happens, and I get That's, it. And yeah. everybody's going to deal with their grief in a different way. Here they are, like watching their younger brother. He's the fourth. You know, he's the fourth in line of five siblings. Wow. Like, watching your younger brother, like, fall apart in this kind of way. I can't imagine what they're going through. I know what I'm going through, you know, and And it's not easy. Yeah, and the guilt that they 
probably feel or will feel mm-hmm. i don't you know, know. I, I can't yeah I can't yeah it's hard everyone's it's hard. different everybody's different everybody deals with their grief differently and i can't hold judgment absolutely you know not. i try not to that's one thing there's we've some days learned. i get pissed yeah. you know oh, yeah. for sure like you get angry how do you not yeah yeah, yeah. um but you know you kind of have to like put that aside yeah i can't i can't you know i can't wrap myself into that yeah but, you know well, because you're still in the thick. We're of it still now. in it. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like we're still in it. Um, yeah. So you know, but it's definitely going through therapy was for me. That process was also about preparing myself for his loss. Mm-hmm. That was a huge bit of it. Yeah. Um. And he, <laughs> my therapist, he's he's great. <laughs> um. I've lost him recently. He switched. Um, oh He no. moved his practice, so I have to find a new one. So no. if anybody knows a yeah, good therapist out there. <laughs> <laughs> they're hard to please find. recommend yeah they're hard to find they yeah. are and um, well you're there's plenty of good therapists but the one that's best for you is yeah hard to find. yeah it the, is the right fit yeah it's like dating <laughs> you know it really it is. is and if you have a bad experience with your first sometimes you want to give up but yeah you're just like, no you, you have, have to, to keep trying yeah. like you yeah. definitely have to keep trying and for me like i've always approached it like everybody has something to offer mm-hmm. you know so I've been yeah. lucky that I've had two along the way that um, have been really helpful. Awesome, yeah. But, um, you know, he looked at me one day to, like, pull me out of a puddle because I was crying and, like, mm-hmm. obsessing about something I shouldn't have been obsessing about. And he just said, like, tell me three things you're going to miss about your dad. Oh. And as I'm saying those three things, I realize those three things are already gone. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Like, you know, he can't get up and give me a hug like he used to yeah you know that yeah. doesn't exist like he can't say to me i'm proud of you sweet pea you know yeah those things <laughs> i know kate i'm making casey cry <laughs> Wait, let me get that. This is episode one of the day and my lashes are gonna come off already <laughs> ashley what the fuck <laughs> i'm sorry i was not prepared <laughs> but you know yeah. what I, was the third thing i don't remember yeah that bad. no um no I, but you there's know. more than three things yeah you'll miss. oh yeah, yeah. you know yeah. and or, or I th- it was probably like just being able to call him about any situation whether it's like car repair or home yeah. repair and yeah. like just getting the best advice yeah um oh no you don't need to fucking pay that much you know yeah. <laughs> like, go come else. home i'll fix it <laughs> <I know>. yeah. <laughs> like those kinds of things you know that's what i miss like he was just, you know he was always yeah. there yeah he was just always there yeah. no matter what like no matter yeah. if i did something stupid or not you yeah. know um, but then he asks, like, what are three things you're not going to miss? I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't even think about that part. Yeah. And then it, there are things that I'm not going to miss about yeah. him, you know, and kind of putting that into do the, perspective. Do those three things, were those three things that were all, you know, he always had about him or was it no. things towards the end? Um, no, I guess always. I don't know. Dad's politics changed throughout okay. the years. Okay, I mean, gotcha. that was always the thing. Gotcha. Um, in Southern California, it wasn't really like a focus. Yeah. It was more like dirt bikes, let's go have fun, bare feet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's get mom mad at us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's go 100 miles let's on a motorcycle when you're three. Like, yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> that kind oh of shit. God. Um, God, I love that stuff, though. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, but later on, like once we moved to Georgia, those things kind of started yeah. to infiltrate for so sure. So you're not going to miss the political arguments. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> not at all. None of us will. Like, that's the thing. Like, my mom won't. My brother won't. Yeah. Like, yeah. his politics. He wanted to vote so bad in this last election. Oh, God. 
right? Yeah. So mom, it was, you know, they had early voting up there and it was at the public library up in their community. Uh-huh. Um, they live north of Atlanta, so. But um, she dropped him off with his ID. Oh, wow. It was like, go wait in line, bro. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and this is when he could still like right. somewhat yeah. function. He just couldn't drive at that yeah. point. You know, if you talk to him, you'd be like, He's kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. up with this guy? Yeah. yeah. You know, it presented itself almost like a TBI, if you're familiar yeah. with, like, TBI. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so he went and voted for his man. Oh, wow. And I'm like, fuck. Thanks. I know. But, like, he was insistent on it. Like, he would have walked anyway. Yeah. That was the thing. Like, he would get pissed at my mom, and he would just leave the house. Well, there's something yeah. admirable about that. He followed through on yeah. something that he found important that a lot of people don't yeah do there are people yeah. that are perfectly should. able that yeah. don't don't go there, vote but, yeah. Don't, yeah yeah i mean so. that was his thing who knows what he actually clicked though like that's the thing <laughs> <laughs> very good point <laughs> totally accidentally i don't think he knew how to read anymore he just went in there was like, like button 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 button, button. button. <laughs> 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 like, he totally voted a third wish party. and a prayer <laughs> independent all the way down just, well, who knows if somebody recognized or if he asked for help or yeah. anything like that you know he, yeah. he wasn't the type to ask for help from strangers so right you know yeah. however he did have the lady at the post office signing the mortgage or helping him like he would endorse the mortgage check oh, okay mm-hmm. and like the lady at the post office would fill it out for him Aww. like he covered for so long yeah. yeah i think that's why it took so long to like get a diagnosis yeah. and of course you know with dementia it's ruling everything out yeah exactly you know it's a differential diagnosis i mean there's so much he had a lady at work filling out his timesheet wow like all kinds of stuff his boss didn't want to give him a bad review and my mom was like no you need to because we need to get him filed for disability yeah like you need to be honest yeah about his job performance so that you know we can make sure he's financially taken right. care of. If you're yeah. saying he's great, he's doing great at work. That's not going to do his anything disability application is not going to go yeah. through. Yeah, and he had a great neurologist in Macon who really helped us out with all of that as well. You know, because that's gonna... tough. Most people get denied for disability. Yeah, oh, the yeah. first time around. I mean, he's fi- he was fifty three. Yeah. yeah, he turned fifty four that January. So as all, all that paperwork went through, you know, and it was pretty quick. I imagine mm-hmm. the medical debt isn't. Um, Great. Well, you know, because he's former military, they have TRICARE. Okay. Um, okay. He also has his retirement check from the military, okay. which isn't much. Yeah. You know, it's half of what you get paid, yeah. you know, going yeah. out. Um, I think less, actually. Um, and then, you know, because he's on medical disability, there's some Social Security and disability money, too. Gotcha. But it doesn't cover the total cost of yeah. his care. No. Yeah, because he's still... I mean, he's still receiving care full time, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. around the so clock. Yeah, he, so he's in the facility yeah. and... Um, he was in, he, this is his second facility. We just moved to a new one um, a few months ago. There's some changes being made that we just didn't. It's hard to find a good It is. Place. It's yeah. tough. And, um, you know, the first place that we put him in, it was great at the time, but it was bought out by a large company. Mm. Yeah. So there's some changes coming down the pipeline. They lost a lot of staff very quickly. And we were like, all right, we got to move. Yeah. And so within two weeks, we had him in a new facility. Wow. So. Well, that's good that it yeah. happened that quickly. We, yeah. well, we had also done our research and we're kind of prepared. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and had moved. And, you know, this facility is newer. There's less people on the memory care unit there. Um, so I think there's only, he's one of four. Wow. So. Wow. Yeah, and are uh, most of the other people at this place or the other places are they significantly older? 
Yeah. 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 That's kind of Well, not the new one. So that's strange. The new one has some younger folks. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, But no, at the old place, it was like, you know, it's typical. You know, everybody's over the age of 70 for the most part. Yeah. Which is weird because then they'll start playing like music from that era and like to add like, you know, like put on. Yeah. You know. Pink Floyd. Yeah. No, not so Zeppelin. Much. <laughs> Zeppelin. Okay. okay. That's good. Zeppelin. And then he also likes some shitty stuff in there. So of course. Well, you know. Of course. That's the comes country with the music. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's. No, thank you. Yeah. But. Yeah. There's some good country. There some. Some. Not a lot. Not a lot. Not a um, lot. Dolly. He wouldn't listen to Dolly. Oh, He's way more on. of like a George Strait guy. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Garth still Brooks. So- okay, now I don't don't talk bad about Garth. I like Garth okay. too. Like, don't get me wrong. I, well, the Garth Brooks and Shania, Garth Brooks and Shania Twain were like my jam oh, oh, God. when I was little. Yeah. Shania, Shania. My grandmother yeah. would play that CD, and I used to go spend the summers with her for like two weeks uh. in New York, and um, where my mom grew up. And uh, she'd pop that CD in there and like here in the back seat, she'd go get my hair French braided too. <laughs> this is adorable picture get of me like, it. you know, hands on my chin looking all angelic. Like listening to Shania Twain. Singing Who's Bad and the Boots Been Under. under. Yeah. Oh my God, I didn't yeah. know what it meant. Didn't care. Yeah, it was, good. Uh-uh, it was a good song. You know, oh God. in the back of her crown Vic. Like, oh God. That's in New York. Yeah. Chautauqua it's Valley. So funny. Yeah. They grew up, mom grew up in Jamestown, New York, so wow. Western New York State. Yeah. Lots That's, of snow. Yeah. So where was your dad from? Um, so because his dad was in the military, they moved around a good bit too. Oh, gotcha, yeah. Um, he was born in North Carolina and then, um, they made their way to Annandale, which okay. is outside of DC. Okay. So he went through elementary school there, junior huh. high, maybe partway through junior high, they moved up to Chautauqua Valley. Oh, okay. So that's how, that's yeah. how they met. Okay. Yeah. They went to, he went to the country club school on the hill. My mama went to the city school. Oh, so. okay. Ooh, across <laughs> the tracks. Yeah. <laughs> breaking rules yeah and uh he he was a year ahead of her so in school gotcha and then uh it went went away to basic training so at her senior prom because the drinking age was 18 then she was 18 yeah yeah yeah. so her senior prom like he's at basic he had proposed at that point too wow um and uh so she sat in the uh like the bar area of the hotel that the prom was at and like watched everybody go in and like got drunk. Oh, I know. That's so sad. <laughs> but you know, but she also, wanted to get yeah. out of town too. Yeah. It's a tiny town. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and, and she also was the one that really pushed him to go to school and, you know, better himself. Cause he was mm. capable of it, but he never thought he was. So yeah. Yeah. You and know. your mom is how much younger than him? You said, they're only 11 months apart. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Wow, that's got to be so hard. Born the like, same year, but he was January and she was December. That's got to be hard because there's, you know, that it's weird. It's, it's like that t- parallel. Of, yeah. And then it just kind of goes. Yeah, yeah like I weird. I can't. Watching my mom has probably been like the toughest. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. You know, her grief over, you know, that her relationship with him changing. She's, you know, never been on her own. Yeah. So there's a lot of anxiety and a lot of um, fear. Fear. Yeah, it really is fear. You know, oh God, she's going to hate me, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> Fair. <laughs> but we, we, she wanted to switch these chairs out. She has a bonus room above her garage and it's, it does not stay cool. 
or warm in the you know warm in the winter yeah. or cool in the summer so it's hot as Hades yeah. up there and she wanted to move this chair from down there and move another one that was downstairs up into it and uh, I was like all right well I'll help you I'm like mm-hmm. I didn't want to because I was like we're not gonna be able to do this yeah and uh, it's a narrow set of stairs so we're sitting there trying to like <laughs> we had to move the because ch- you can't turn the chair in that stairwell so you have to like figure out your approach like before you even start sliding right, yeah. the chair down the uh-huh. stairs and it was really trying to get it out of the doorway because it was a tight spot so here we are like she's in her you know she's 56 i'm you know 31 uh-huh. and i had a bum shoulder at that point i slept oh, no. out funny and like jacked up my muscle but i'm like whatever we're gonna uh-huh. do this and uh just she just fell apart she fell apart she's like can't do anything i don't oh, i'm like mom gosh. mom it's a chair. Yeah. She's like, but it's not a chair. It's so much <laughs> chair. Yeah. And it I is. It. And like, and I can't help her through that. Like, yeah. I can't fix no. that. Yeah. You know, that's so, her own journey. Exactly. Yeah. So, and we all kind of hit that point, you know? Yeah, of course. You know, I, I've hit it. And like, I, dating's tough now. Yeah. Like, my relationship ended, um, about a year ago wow. this time so and, we and how long were y'all together three years so how he long? had been with me prior to diagnosis <sighs> so yeah that's tough walking that with somebody and then suddenly not having that person there yeah, yeah. it's very um, tough it's a good choice to yeah. not have him yeah yeah um you needed to go at it on your own i yeah but he wasn't the best choice for me gotcha yeah yeah well then good for you yeah yeah um but not having, you know, my brother has his wife. Yeah. My mom has her parents. Yeah. And me. Mm-hmm. Do you have a close group of friends here? Yes and no. <laughs> I know. Come Casey's hang like, out me. with me. I know. He's like, oh, yay. Someone new to hang out with. <laughs> someone old new. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it's hard for me because, like, I worked in the service industry yeah. here for years and yeah. I'm not doing that yeah. anymore. So, like. That keeps you in yeah. Yeah, the loop of people. Well, and I don't want to go to the bar every night yeah. either you I know that. my favorite thing so. to do is just sit on my back deck i know do you know, listen to music yeah like when layla goes to bed i just like to sit back there and yeah. listen to music or yeah. watch a tv show with yeah. someone yeah yeah i don't That's know my jam it's, yeah i don't <laughs> i used to i mean i god i was loved going out but yeah. now it's like a once every two months maybe yeah we've maybe. gone out a couple of times together just doing this podcast but mm-hmm. after my grandma passed away and her she <sighs> and her uh grandfather passed away and it was just so we said we just need to go out mm-hmm. let her hair down and just mm-hmm. Forget this shit. For yeah. I feel like we're twenty for one yeah. night. Just pretend. <laughs> just just go out and do it. And it was so much fun. It was yeah. so much fun, but everything was so different from how yeah. it would have been because I oh, was yeah. even like putting on clothes. Yeah. It was like oh, so impossible to get ready. <laughs> and and I would because I was just like a lot of that negative speak yeah. about yeah. myself. And I'm like, Yeah. What is this? Well, see, and like, I hate myself right yeah. now. I'm like, whoa. And then yeah. chill. Don't, don't, yeah. don't. I have that. What is that thing? Is it, I think it's uh, eight or seven. Oh, God. I sound like an idiot. Um, Like, here, I just did one of the things. Um, <laughs> Of like, uh, 
poor ways of thinking about yourself. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called, but I have it like posted at mm-hmm. work. Like, don't do that to yeah. yourself. Like, don't self denigrate. Like, yeah. don't don't do those kinds of yeah. things because you do you get stuck in that. Absolutely. Especially when you're like experiencing such huge things as like yeah. loss and grief. Yeah. Because it, you don't know. I mean, it comes out in a different way. It does. Like it doesn't. It, it internalizes. Does. And well, like I woke up so pissed off on Friday, and I'm like, yeah. why the fuck am I mad? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's happened. I'm so not a mad, get mad person. And then right after my grandma passed away, it was when I was there taking care of her. I was just shoving every emotion that I was having yeah. down in a bottle. Like, like and you can't. And that's what I wrote about with mom. It's like yeah. she lives it every day. Right. And, you know. Yeah, I'm at least able to kind of like step out of yeah. it by coming back home to Athens yeah. and you know I'm two hours away so yeah. every mile yeah. you drive you just get that yeah and mm-hmm. you know I come back to work and people will be like well how's your dad and I'm like yeah I hate that question well people yeah. need to realize when they ask questions like that like their intentions are pure <laughs> they are if they ask those questions they need to be prepared for an honest, honest answer. answer yeah, yeah. like because and not be like oh Fuck, I'm an Ashley girl. <laughs> I know. Don't ask her around her dad. I know. Well, like, and that's the thing that my brother and I have talked about. It's like, do you want the real story? Like, yeah. do you want all of it or do you not? Like, because one of his friends, like, from, uh, he was in a fraternity in town um, and uh, at UGA. And uh, one of his fr- old, like, fraternity brothers, like, asked, like, hey, man, how's your dad doing? Mm-hmm. And, like, they were at a party. Oh. You know, and he's he looked at him. He's like, do you want? all of it or do you want you know just a little bit and he's yeah. like no lay it on me he's like okay <laughs> okay then here we go so he like goes through it like 15 20 minutes later and like, like this dude's falling apart Aww. crying like and, yeah and so like you don't want to do that to people yeah. like yeah. you don't want to like again throw that sadness and grief around but yeah. it is what you're going through like yeah. you know a lot of times my mom and I talk about it it's like like I love that you're asking about my dad but can you ask about me yeah Yeah. how are you how are you like (laughs) how are you doing that's the part about caregiving that is so like hard you're taking on Mm -hmm. so much and Mm -hmm. you're going through so much and it is a personal trauma yeah but everyone or majority of people are focused on the person that's Mm -hmm. quote-unquote sick or suffering or whatever without realizing that the people around the that are on his yeah, team yeah, are, are suffering too just as much if not yeah, more yeah, yeah. and you, you know. you know this is a weird way of looking at it but I thought about it when your grandma was dying and when my grandma was dying like the it's weird because when they're gone they're like released from that exactly and you still have to you're starting a whole new page exactly and like that's where i'm at right now it's like i'm kind of in that in-between stage Mm -hmm. where i've processed a lot of the ambiguous grief and you know have kind of like worked through how i feel about things but with each change a little nugget comes back up yeah my mom compares it to being on a carousel i compare it to a roller coaster yeah Yeah. it's a little bit more extreme for me but that's that's how i am um and it's we're both keep saying like i'm tired mm-hmm. like i'm i'm t- he's tired mm-hmm. we're tired mm-hmm. you know and each step in the disease and each step down is it you have to get used to the new normal yeah like, i hate the yeah. word normal I anyway know, yeah <laughs> um you know you have to get used to that where we're at and i don't even like describing dementia in stages either because everybody presents differently mm-hmm. with right. this disease too um 
you know, but it's coming. Like, you know, I was talking about when I got here, like we're yeah. about to take the step into pureed food. Yeah. You know, because they start not being able to swallow. Yeah. Um, they get in protein powder. That was our big trick. Yeah. 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 Well, and he does ensure mm-hmm. and stuff like that yeah. like twice a day to get those extra calories yeah. in and everything. And then, um, but he still eats like a beast and he loves food. Like my daddy is a foodie. Yeah. You know, we bonded over that, <laughs> you know. And uh, so having to, you know, make those that choice for his care because he will choke. Yeah. You know, yeah. you watch it. He Well, and they'll chipmunk their food. That's what I call it. Like mm-hmm. They start it's, saving it in yeah. their cheeks. It's like, come on, chew it up. Like yeah. you sit there and pop them on the cheek. Like, <laughs> yeah, get it get up. It. Get it. Finish Solid. that up. Yeah. So go ahead. Um, my aunts would, because my mom and I were the ones that were in it every day. Yeah. And so we would we knew what where she was and we would try to explain that Mm -hmm. to people that came for a weekend or whatever and they still want them to be okay okay and back where they were at a a point before and i remember being there one time and just my aunt was trying to do all this stuff with her just get her in and out of her chair and out of her bed and trying to make her eat this food and my grandma just gave me this look like i'm worn the fuck out (laughs) but a lot of times i mean she had a couple of caregivers that did a lot with her helped her color and that and but when i was there i would just sort of leave her alone yeah give her some quiet time and that's what we've noticed so like whenever people do come and visit like his siblings all wanted to kind of come visit Mm -hmm. and there there was an idea of like they wanted to all come at the same time Mm -hmm. my mom and i yeah (laughs) my mom and i because he's got four siblings you know and mom and i were like uh no bro (laughs) no um he can't handle that all at once and like at holidays and christmas time like everybody comes to us you know my mom's side of the family mainly and um so we go in shifts yeah you know and this past christmas was kind of funny because you know you get the the role of people coming through Mm -hmm. and then i stayed i took a week off from work and i stayed with mom like post-Christmas because her birthday's the day after too oh wow you know that always kind of gets yeah. thrown under the rug I'm a little year, bit I'm a New Year's Eve baby yeah. so yeah. I understand <laughs> yeah and uh so we stayed and like we shopped and like did our normal like post-Christmas activities I got some like dope ass shoes at DSW oh, and yeah. you know <laughs> stuff like that and um um those like two or three days afterwards he was in such a shitty fucking mood uh, like he was pissed mm-hmm. he didn't want anybody talking and this, this is, yes and like <laughs> this is the best thing he's done it fucking cracks me up but <laughs> he my mom was sitting there talking to one of the other caretakers like that was at the same dinner table with mm-hmm. us and she was feeding the other gentleman there and captain god i miss captain um Aww. but um you know, mom's sitting there talking, 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 talking. And my mom talks a lot. I do too. We got it. Uh, got it. <laughs> yep. And uh, at one point, he kind of looks at me and he like rolls his fucking eyes and like puts his hands up and like goes, me, 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 me. Like, you won't fucking shut up. Fair. It's the same shit he used to, you know, he would do like beforehand, you know, so you get those little sparks. Yeah. Every now and then of his personality. Most of the time it's curse words yeah. now. Oh, you gosh, know? yeah. I love sure. it, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, I, I remember Laura would talk about one of the family members that would always be like, oh, she's not that bad. She's mm. she's fine. Like, Yeah, they just. 
They don't get it. They don't get it. every day. No. You know, they're not there every day. They're not. Well, and some days they're uh, the person is better than other days. And, you know, Mm -hmm. those days get fewer and fewer. And they'll sort of, they'll, you know, my aunts would sort of almost rub it in their face and our Mm -hmm. faces like, we got them to eat, got her to eat with a fork or we got them to eat this. And you think, cool, won't you watch her? Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Glad well, she was showing up. Maybe for you. you should stay and I'll <laughs> yeah. go home. Like, yeah. God. Um, my dad's brother, his oldest brother, Wes, has been, you know, he's come down. Um, everybody was there for my brother's wedding, which is, it'll be two years in July since his wedding. And um, dad was still like walking around, kind of behaving like normal. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do up his own pants. He like came out of like the bathroom uh-huh. at the wedding with his pants kind of down. My mom like quickly like no. swooped in yeah. and like, <laughs> you know, put him back up. But everybody knew like that's yeah. the thing. Like it was no secret, you yeah. know. You can't walk around with a secret that big. Yeah, um, no. But, uh, you know, so they were all there and kind of saw bits and pieces of it then. Dad did ask for a Xanax that day. Okay. Well, <laughs> a little stressful day. Yeah. yeah. He was a lot just of like, shit going I, on. like, I don't think, because he would get nervous and like it would kind of get exasperated sure. and like, things like that. Yeah. And so, like, he knew. That makes sense. You yeah. know, and he rarely did that. So, mom was like, all right. Yeah, then <laughs> get one. Yeah. <laughs> you can have one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so they were there for that. Um, a lot of them weren't really paying attention to dad. Um, but I think after we had made the decision to put him in the care communities, when it kind of hit, you know, like, oh, this is real. Mm-hmm. It's like, you guys haven't been here the whole yeah. time. Like, breaking this news. is breaking news. Like, this yeah. is happening. Like, you know what this looks like. Your mother. This yeah. happened to your mother. Like, yeah. yeah. And um, so my Uncle Wes, who, um, you know, we didn't really hang out too much. We were all up spread up and down the East Coast, yeah. too. And, you know, we didn't make it to the East Coast until, yeah. you know, 20 years ago. So, um, and Wes kind of ran away from home. He'd tell you that, too. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's funny. My grandparents were a little alcoholics. So. Oh, Lord. Yeah. And um, so he, he had left and, you know, built his own life and had his own kids. And we'd see him every now and then. We're, they're very definitely like the weddings and funerals mm-hmm. kind of family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so he came down, him and his wife, Patty. And I love Patty. And I love Wes. And they're fantastic. And him and my dad never got along because of the politics. Thing. Oh, yeah. okay. So, That'll do it. Yeah. But Wes was, you know, Wes and Patty were really, you know, they check in with mom. You know, Patty checks in with mom. Wes mm-hmm. checks in with me, you know, with me, not <laughs> asking about dad. You know, they'll yeah. ask about dad, of course, but yeah, they're but also they... asking about us because, mm-hmm. you know, they've gone That's through good. their own, you know, family caretaking kind of, you know, yeah. journeys themselves. So, you know, having them that come down and visit was fantastic because, um, you know, they just sat and spent time with him. Yeah. There was no judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there was just, you know, care. Yeah. It was just care and concern. Yeah. Um, you know, his sister has come down, Karen, and same thing, just care and concern. Um, my Aunt Beth, who's Eric's wife, has come down and visited. But since dad's been in the facility, I know Eric's had a tough time. Yeah. So. Um, but That's they're they're coming next weekend, so we'll oh, see. Oh, good. Yeah, they're. Good. I guess their son's in a wedding, like of some friends of his down um, south of Atlanta somewhere. Huh. So they're gonna come up and That's see awesome. him on next Saturday. That's good. So, yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. So do you think that your going to therapy was was is what has helped you the most, or were there other things you did to kind of 
honestly it probably was well just like reflecting writing Mm -hmm. writing's been a big part of it yeah yeah um journaling a good bit um and then I have a good friend who is here in town um who lost her dad from complications of alcoholism when she was like 14 15 years old yeah and uh you know having friends around you who have experienced the loss of a parent Mm -hmm. you know kind of puts it into perspective like you're not the only one yeah Mm -hmm. you know grief and loss affect everybody Mm -hmm. so you know for me for me I have to kind of like back up and look at it from that um sociocultural kind of like aspect yeah of like how we deal yeah you know collectively and like Mm -hmm. put myself in there too yeah yeah um I can't focus just on me I have a hard time with that um so a lot of it now is about self-care too and not just self-care like let me go take a bubble bath and drink a glass of wine yeah it's um knowing when I need time and space Mm -hmm. for me knowing um saying no Mm -hmm. to stuff yeah yeah that's yeah that's the hardest thing that it's it's tough and um you know kind of creating a balance with that and um also not like feeling guilty yeah for saying no to things or um not being able to be what people expect either like I can't show up every day yeah you know full and wholehearted I'd love to yeah you know Brene Brown great thank you yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) I'm the same way I, I it's probably my worst trait and something I need to work on I I don't say no yeah yeah and it's hard yeah to not say no and it's it hard to say no yeah it's like this but once you start uh, doing it it's easy See, I need to just do it <laughs> it's interesting because I attribute like that stuff you're talking about the sort of feeling guilty and all that I always attribute my lack of feeling that way to the fact that I did my father died yeah when I was young and yeah. you just sort of develop this oh my give dams kind of busted yeah. and I'm gonna take care of myself yeah. <laughs> you know and a lot of that was I had to take care of myself yeah. and my mm-hmm. own emotions for yeah. a while where I wouldn't have well, see, survived and, and that's the thing like I I'm a caretaker at heart so right. every relationship that I've been in has been in a caretaking perspective mm-hmm. um any intimate romantic relationship mm-hmm. too so losing your dad looking back on your relationships and like knowing that like he's not going to be there to walk me down the aisle ever it's rough that's that's probably like the hardest thing like he's not going to know my partner Mm -hmm. you know um that sucks yeah he got to watch my brother get married like my little baby brother and i love that he had that opportunity Mm -hmm. that my brother had that that my sister-in-law had that Mm -hmm. you know at the rehearsal dinner you know of course the groom's family hosts it Mm -hmm. dad couldn't really participate at that point he didn't feel comfortable doing it um my mom was just overwhelmed with logistics and was fucking all over the place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As people usually are yeah. at these things. You know, because she was doing it on her own for the yeah. most part. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, for me, like, you know, I don't have money. Yeah. I can't, like, get them some nice extravagant gifts. So what I decided to do was to put together a slideshow of, like, all their little baby pictures Aww. and then, like, their coupledom pictures mm-hmm. and everything, like, set it to music and... Um, before I did that, I like stood up to speak because I really wanted him to know that like 
we love you. Mm-hmm. We love the choice that you've made with your partner because it is a choice, mm-hmm. you know, like it. Like you are choosing this person yeah. to walk through the rest of your life with. Yep, and yeah. it's a big choice. Um, it is. It's a huge choice. Really and then also like with it, she's choosing to join a family who's essentially in crisis yeah. right now, too. Um, And in my, I was just. I thanked her like thank you for choosing us (laughs) did she just burst into tears oh yeah we all did like I had everybody in tears um so I have like some questions but before do you have anything else you want to add like about your situation I mean I'm sure there's more there of course there is of course there is well and you're always welcome to come back yeah because I'm sure there will be this journey is nowhere near it's not no it's not and I think for me like a lot of stuff will definitely come up upon his death and you know I think about you know I think about the relief that will come too because that's part of it and then the guilt surrounding that feeling relief of his passing because but again you know you have to put it into perspective Mm. of quality of life yes and there is no quality of life there you know You see sprinkles and sparkles of him every now and then, you know, but he's not, he would not want this for us. Yeah. No. no. He, he wouldn't want you to feel guilty no, about it either. exactly. You know, <laughs> so. so. I mean, he even said to himself when, yeah, he was, yeah. when yeah. his mom was. Yeah, you know that. You got yeah, to have that conversation with him. But. Yeah. Exactly. Which so. almost makes it harder. It does. It does. It's, it, that's not a thing that I think people most humans are capable of mm-hmm. of actually following through and making that choice or nor is it legal yeah <laughs> which is yeah. a whole other that's a whole it other is, podcast. That is a whole other thing you know well and in the state of georgia like the, i think they just changed this law but the care communities cannot keep morphine oh wow on site mm-hmm. wow um, and so back in October, he had a seizure, multiple seizures that were pretty violent and intense wow. and um, had to be transported to um, Kennestown because uh, they're, they're the only hospital in his area that have a, a neurological ER kind of gotcha. unit. And um, that was a rough hospital trip because uh, this thing that we've noticed too, a lot of medical professionals don't understand the disease. Oh, yeah. Um, and don't understand the choices that family members make when it comes to care of, mm-hmm. you know, the point of least resistance. Yeah. Kind of like, you gotta let it play out. And so they had to sedate him to do a CT to check for a brain bleed. Okay, fine. Go for it. They did that. And then they wanted to keep him to do an MRI. And mom's like, All right, we've been here for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, why are we doing the MRI? Yeah because you're going to have to sedate him again. And whenever you sedate somebody that has dementia, fucks them up. Yeah. You know, they come back a little worse yeah. Yeah. for the wear. So, you know, like, what are you looking for? What's the ultimate goal here? He's like, well, you know, we ruled out brain bleed with CT. So, you know, we're looking for a contusion. We're like, well, is that going to change your care? You know, like your continuum of care. Yeah. Like, are you going to make any different decisions based on... Yeah. This, this this test result. Yeah, he said no. Then why the fuck are we doing it? Yeah, no. Let's yeah. go home. Good. Let's go home. Yeah, yeah. So you know they sent him home with anti seizure meds and uh and dis- uh also with hospice care. Yeah. Okay. So that's when hospice had stepped in. November. Uh, it was October, Octo- late o- okay. mid October. Okay. okay. I was at a conference in Atlanta at work oh, wow. when this happened. God. Yeah. 
you know focus just focus (laughs) oh my god (laughs) like what am I supposed to do you know so I just kept on with my day because it was really there's nothing you can do at that point my mom's got it covered you know her dad was coming down because they're retired so my grandfather had driven down um from Tennessee to be there with her my brother was in because he's an accountant and he was I think in St. Louis at the time he's an auditor so he travels a good bit um which is changing I think but um so you know he was out of the state I was an hour down the road I could have been there but you know work had already paid for me to go to this conference put me up in a hotel like yeah I can't leave at that point um so once he was discharged from the hospital and um I think it was a couple days later had gone back to the care community and he was being enrolled in hospice that's when I went up Mm. I think it was that Wednesday it happened on a Monday afternoon and uh I went up that Wednesday Mm because I took the uh, that's when I was supposed to go back to work and I didn't Mm -hmm. I just took day and went up and uh met with hospice with mom so your work is pretty understanding yeah and I got good leave time okay good (laughs) so you know I keep it banked yeah (laughs) in preparation for you know because like we very well may well hit that point where um he won't be able to eat anymore that's that's what I think that's the hardest point is with his death is I don't want it to be the disease that takes him out yeah Mm -hmm. because that's a rough thing you know he made the decision early on and this is something that we had talked about about whether or not to do a feeding tube because mm-hmm. that's a decision that mm-hmm. I, I think every dement- family who experiences yes. dementia and caretaking has to kind of decide and um we decided no extending life care so oh, yeah um it will hit the point you know this disease where they w- he won't be able to intake any food or nutrients or water and so part of that is also morphine yeah to make that journey and that ride out easier on the body on the family on him um but what hospice doesn't tell you is they give you the morphine like all at once yeah wow so here's hospice like i don't know december january um because he wasn't doing really good after the seizure um hands my mom a fucking box of morphine (laughs) to take home yeah to take home like what yeah that's that's and that was a big that hit heavy like that That hit my mom really heavy too when they brought a bunch of morphine Morphine. well because it's not like you can legally just be like all right well let me (laughs) give them all this morphine because that's honestly i was just thinking about like the episode we did about dying with dignity like yeah are there the compassionate end-of-life care, care. like is mm-hmm. wh- why can't we just be like well i know that he like are you giving me a hint here well, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? well and the, even the, the states where the law where it is legal yeah where you can make that choice mm-hmm. and get the pills to do it like you still have to be of right mind. mind. And he's and, not. Yeah. yeah. And hasn't been for a long time. Yeah. It's you really, know, so, it's not black and white, but it's really a cruel. It is. And so thing. we we can't, and it, I think for him too, there it wasn't until he was in and out of lucidity that there was acceptance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and he wouldn't have, ma- <clears throat> um, he's a gun owner and has quite a few. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And never had a gun safe, 
they like growing up they're just sitting in the corner in the bedroom oh god isn't that crazy (laughs) crazy (laughs) um you know my brother and i were both taught how to use weapons and everything especially because he was police trained on weapons and everything um being in the military even though he's an air force and a gunny um but you know so for us it wasn't weird Mm-hmm. it was just normal i just think about having a gun laying around yeah out. like i would never <laughs> now i don't have guns in my yeah. own home you know um thought about it but no but i mean my mom and dad like there's a gun under the mattress there's a gun yeah. in the closet there yeah. yeah you know like it's yeah they know how to use them so but when diagnosis mm. came one of my mom's first purchases was a gun safe yeah good, good. yeah <laughs> i mean because so, she would like we were legitimately afraid that he might make a decision to yeah you know end his own life yeah Um, especially with paranoia yeah and and everything that was going on i mean that's the same thing that happened with robin williams yeah yeah so you know he'd ask mom all the time what was the code because he couldn't remember the code <laughs> it's like, sorry, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, you got it. You should remember that. <laughs> um, so, you know, I know for us, like, we've always, you know, kind of try to keep them safe in that way. But um, getting that morphine was just like locking those guns up, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, so the morphine's where the guns are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, locked smart, away. Smart. We, we had morphine suppositories even just oh my goodness yeah just but that was a big one for my mom because at her at that moment she goes are we this there? is the end like yeah, yeah 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 this is where we are oh yeah oh okay all right it, i mean yeah. it really that that's that's what it was too for mm-hmm. us it was like oh i didn't realize we were here yeah, yeah. like okay that happened quick yeah <laughs> and you know but we are here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was part of that work in therapy was really like accepting. It's that acceptance mm-hmm. of, yes, mm-hmm. this is where we are. Well, the fact that you're even here, you should applaud yourself because a lot of people don't yeah. talk about it and do the work. And yeah, everyone's grief is their own journey. So if someone's not ready, that's fine. But I think it yeah. is pretty good impactful and great that you are able to sit here and talk, talk about, about it. it i know without yeah. falling apart without falling apart and yeah. just even if you were falling apart yeah the fact that you're able to recognize mm-hmm. this is a thing you're going through and yeah. talking about it is helping mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. some way shape or form mm-hmm. and then by talking about it you're in turn helping other people, people. and i think that's for me and mom especially and my brother so there we're doing the walk for alzheimer's mm-hmm. in atlanta in september that's great and doing a team um because my sister-in-law's grandmother has been diagnosed mm. as well um <sighs> so it, it, it affects everybody that's the thing too like they're talking about the silver tidal wave mm-hmm. <laughs> you see all these like care communities popping up everywhere mm-hmm. because it's coming mm-hmm. like it is coming mm-hmm. and you know yes my dad's only 57 years old and we're doing it early um but you know we've got a huge generation of folks who are coming mm-hmm. too you know mm-hmm. and people are living longer because of scientific yeah. you know advancements they're not getting taken out by other physical diseases mm-hmm. or you know accidents and things like that and so there's going to be a huge population of the country who are going to be dealing with this. And I think caretakers, too, are so isolated. They're so isolated. Yes, yes. And it so is so alone. isolating. Like, 
And whether it's with dementia caretaking or cancer or any other terminal diagnosis or even non-terminal diagnosis, you know. Yeah, I had a I had a friend whose father was recovering from, I mean, from a esophageal cancer, I believe. Mm-hmm. And we would talk to each other because we were, even though he was, now he's in recovery and yeah. he's, you know, but just she was, he was living in her home and yeah. that she was doing that care and so. We would talk to each other like, oh, so how shitty was your, your day? Because day. <laughs> exactly. mine was really shitty and I need to yeah. talk about it. I remember you would equate it to, because I had really bad postpartum depression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I felt so, and I, and she was a great baby, yeah. but I felt so isolated. I was one yeah. of my first friends in my group to have mm-hmm. a baby and I didn't have that. And she would equate it to like that feeling of isolation, except the difference is you're investing in this kid's future mm-hmm. and I'm here at the end mm-hmm. of yeah. the life. There's no like promise of a reward. Yeah. So it's, it's, there's no pretty moment. Yeah. No. There's no, even the moments where they come back briefly, it's yeah. fleeting. It will. And, and, it, and you don't want to get your hopes up. Yeah. They're, they're like that's, that's the other thing too. Cause like, yeah, you can hold on to those moments, but they're few and far between mm-hmm. and um, you're not going to get them as often. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't say my name when I come and visit him anymore. Yeah. Um, he does when I'm not there. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Cause like mom will sit there and like talk about my brother and I, yeah. and then like 10 minutes later he'll be like, Ashley, Ashley, Aww. Ashley. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> you know, and same thing with Anthony. She'll like talk about something that Anthony's doing and you know, he'll be like, Anthony, Anthony, Aww. like 10 minutes later, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So like Stop. some things stick, stick there and some things don't, but yeah. Um, you can't really like hold on to that no. too much. Yeah, it it'll it'd fuck you up way too much if yeah. you did. Well, oh, you're yeah. surviving I mean, right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Survival like, mode. Yeah, I mean, it, you kind of have to be. Yeah. Um, you know, and like trying to process those emotions um, around that every day mm. is tough. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Yeah, you know, I can't um, imagine. But talking about it helps. And that's a huge thing. And people mm. don't talk about it. They don't mm. talk about their experiences with it. Um, and it doesn't hit younger folks and parents like me. Yeah. Or my brother. Yeah. Very often. I think I've met one other person. Yeah. Um, I hear, see about it on the internet all the time. Yeah. Like in Facebook groups all the time. But it's different to sit face to face with yeah, somebody absolutely. and have that conversation. Talk about it. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, you know, you hear every time, every time I talk about it, it's like, well, my grandmother... And, yes, I don't dis- and I don't want to discount You're not. their experiences um, at all. But to watch, you know, your dad get taken out. Well, I mean, I, I kind of experienced the same thing when my mm-hmm. dad passed away. Because yeah. I was the first of my friends to lose yeah. Yeah. my father. And so they would talk to me about when their dad passed away. or And then I had several people that would, you know, talk about their parents divorcing. Yeah. And try to make that comparison. Yeah. And it's, it's not the same. And you don't want to compare your grief to anyone else's but when it's your parent and you're going through it it's yeah yeah it's a parent yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's it's you know it's a lot different than your grandparent i can't imagine i mean i yeah i don't want to imagine yeah do you know what I mean? like that's yeah. i feel so bad even saying that because mm-hmm. i'm lucky enough that so far so good yeah like you know God, yeah <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry mama but but i mean yeah it, it is one of those things i don't want they yeah. don't want to. Mm. But it's everybody's going to experience that loss. Oh, God, I know. You know, mm. it's going to happen. 
Wish we could just live forever. <laughs> Happily. Sorry. And stay young and vivacious. Vibrant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. It's not how it works, guys. No. It's kind of what this whole podcast is about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super uplifting. So it, it, like, yeah. it, but everybody experiences loss and death and grief. Mm-hmm. It's the great equalizer. Yeah. I mean, on so many different levels. Yeah. yeah. And don't, for me, it's like I don't want to be afraid of it. Yeah. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be, but yeah. I am. You know, it's yeah. a work. It's a journey. I mean, this is. is my journey. This is one of the reasons we do this together because yeah. from my perspective, I'm, I have terrible death anxiety yeah. and especially becoming a mother and the way I would just like stand over my child and mm-hmm. just the mm-hmm. anxiety that came with that. Mm-hmm. And then talking about it, like I said, I feel like I'm attracting it sometimes and I'm like, no, <laughs> I am not. I have experienced loss and this is helping me. Yeah. And from her perspective, she was like, yeah, death. I grew up in the yeah. death industry and <laughs> yeah. her bereavement yeah. industry and she lost her dad. And so these different perspectives and just kind of coming together and talking about it and yeah. getting stories like, like yours that are mm-hmm. not necessarily traditional grief, if no. you will, because it's still happening. It's ambiguous right yeah. now. Like, and you will always have that ambiguous grief with you mm-hmm. even after he passes. Yeah. And then the, all the other grief starts. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, there's so many different kinds of grief. Yeah. That, it's hard hard to mourn someone that's still there. Exactly. It is. Even and when they're not. But that's what I'm doing. Yeah. The physical presence and emotional absence. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I can't change that. So, mm-hmm. you know, why not process those emotions now? Yeah. yeah. Why not visit those things? Well, that's great. I think the best thing that I did in therapy, other than like talking about the three things I'm going to miss the most, yeah. or three things, you know, I'm not going to miss the most was we talked about what his death would look like yeah um because i have a tendency to catastrophize (laughs) (laughs) um i do too yeah and uh so and talking about like well who's going to give him morphine like who's going to administer those life-ending drugs like who's going to do that or do you want to be there Mm -hmm. um when he exits you know this world um and really sitting with that feeling that mm-hmm. now I yeah. think that's been a big thing yeah of processing that yeah visualizing his death what it's gonna look like and that's I can't yeah, yeah. you know and um I have no choice you know yeah I have no choice because that is what is going to happen yeah. um and feeling those feelings now processing that now almost practicing yeah that is an interesting yeah um i think it's going to be helpful i think that's why i can talk about it now yeah and so openly and Mm -hmm. without losing your fucking shit yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. well because i was tired of losing it all the time yeah that makes sense i was tired of like sitting having a conversation about something and somebody would bring up their dad or a parent Mm -hmm. and just sitting there and crying like at the most inappropriate times yeah. ever you know but then also being like fuck it who cares yeah i am crying this is what i'm going yeah. through it's real it's real yeah you know sorry to dump my love it or leave on you. it yeah <laughs> but like fuck yeah this is my life yeah if we do have a tendency as a society to apologize for our feelings or to feel yeah. shame for emotions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I that's not good that no. shouldn't happen no <laughs> so yeah and I think uh, you know processing his grief has allowed me to um lose that shame 
mm. a little bit mm-hmm. and working on that. That's good. Yeah. As you should. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. Because who fucking cares? Yeah. No. Have you, I want to add a few questions and then we'll get mm-hmm. into the other questions that we always ask. <laughs> but have you thought about his funeral and what it's going to look like? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We've okay. talked about it all too. the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about it all the time. So he wants to be buried in Arlington. Okay. With his dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, granted, we can't choose where he will be buried in yeah. Arlington. They kind of just tell you, here's yeah. your plot, bro. Yeah. yeah. This one's available now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, his, grieving his death will be in st- his funeral will be in stages just like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the end of his life yeah. will be. Um, because, you know, with Arlington, there is a waiting period. So, yeah, you know, and because yeah. he's also donating his brain to science. Um, so upon his death, we've already picked out a funeral home. Mm-hmm. Um, so he will go to the funeral home and then, um, or he might go to Emory first. I don't know. Um, but either or, um, after the stuff at Emory, he will then be cremated and, um, and then we wait for a mm. date for, um, Arlington hmm. and, uh, my grandmother kind of good though I mean it is because it allows you to kind of like sit and process <laughs> and then like yeah. process your grief and then come to the funeral you know yeah well, in still, other cultures still... they it's a year long mm-hmm. and then one that that day every year they come back together you know there. it's yeah. kind of a interesting it's an interesting take, way to yeah. to kind of experience that because we did a little memorial service like in North Carolina for my grandfather mm-hmm. like just family yeah and then you know did the big thing up in Arlington yeah and of course you know they have the full like footless soldier thing or yeah. whatever yeah headless I don't know it's a horse with boots on yeah. it yeah, yeah god I'm sorry I'm a bad <laughs> dependent military daughter um, <laughs> but uh you know do that whole thing in like the 21 gun salute and the presenting yeah, of flags and, that's all I mean the 21 gun salute like and the horns oh god the uh, playing it, of the taps 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 is what like Fuck, I lost it at just, my grandfather's you lose funeral. It every single time, it, like, grown men like yeah, <laughs> just losing exactly. it. Exactly, it's impossible. I know to and, keep it together. You know, oh, when they do the salute, salute the down, yeah, when they're folding the flow. Oh God, I was like, nope. It's, well, nope. the whole ceremony <laughs> of it, though, I find so beautiful. It is absolutely, be- and the fact that they have the hearse that mm-hmm. they have is a United States Air Force. My grandfather's mm-hmm. Air Force, United States Air Force, like hearse and i'm like oh my god it's like white with the emblem on the side you know it's just so yeah it that he had a horse the grandpa had a horse-drawn carriage that's awesome oh wow that's awesome um awesome this is middle georgia so yeah (laughs) they had to get who they had (laughs) well it was raining and everything too but like you know the show goes on man yeah um and then for my grandmother's which they passed seven years to the day of each other and he was her primary caretaker you know before wow you know because she was she was already she suffered with the disease for a long time we think um we're not sure um how long how long yeah it's hard um because they weren't that open with it and um so whenever we took over caretaking um i think like four or five years before her death maybe four yeah four um you know we had to put her in a care community then but, you know, she passes, and then I think we had her funeral in May. Passed in December, yeah, funeral in May. And that was, that trip 
going to DC was when it really hit me like something's fucking wrong with dad. That was that was a weird thing to experience, like being there at her funeral and going like almost passed on. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, it's like, did I'm he, doing did it this just again? jump? Yeah. 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 Like, here we go again. Yeah. Ugh. You know, so when you put it all together, like my mom and my dad, you know, my mom's been caretaking for uh, years. You know, we weren't too involved in my brother, nor I were too involved in my grandmother's care. Yeah. So, um, you know, because we were in college then. Yeah. We, you know. Well, it's interesting too, because she's a mother. Like, she's doing, uh, uh, like, like I said, on a different level mm-hmm. with your dad, what she did with you two mm-hmm. when you were children. And oh, so yeah. it's the majority of her life now. Yeah. She spent mm-hmm. caretaking. Yep. And like, well, and she thought she was done. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing. Like my brother and These I. These are like the uh, years that they're supposed to be enjoying together. Yeah. Yeah. Like we did it. Yep. Uh, got them out of the house. They're fine. They're financially stable. They got it. They're good. They'll come back at Christmas yeah, and Christmas birthdays and, and, and holidays. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and then, nope. <sighs> that's not what we got that sucks <sighs> it does so it's hard like processing that anger too mm-hmm. has been like a you've thing. been robbed yeah yeah she's been robbed yeah yeah but there dad. was a lot of anger early on it's like fuck the world of course oh, yeah. of course um so you know along with the grief and it's it's up and down there's good days and there's bad days with mm-hmm. it you know yeah. um there's been more i think being able to balance those feelings a lot better yeah, you know, now um, I'd say it seems like you're doing pretty, yeah. <laughs> pretty good. Today is a good day. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, oh man, you know, and I think I I definitely owe that to. Does he to have therapy. a like a song that makes you think of him? <laughs> is it George Strait? No, <laughs> Steve Miller Band. <laughs> oh hey, I love Steve Miller Band. Don't even. I'm, I mean, hey. it's like I'm a Joker. Yes, yeah, yeah, Midnight Joker. Yeah, I don't <laughs> barely think my dad smoked pot. Like but, barely. Uh, he loved that song, but he did. He did. <laughs> Made him think oh, it was Wild funny. Times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's. I funny. don't know why. Like I think that, and then uh, Led Zeppelin three. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. we used to. He used to put that on the turntable, and we'd clean the house on Sundays. We were very much like, I think once I was like thirteen or fourteen, we kind of stopped going to church, mm-hmm. and that was Zeppelin our day to became clean. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> cleaning the house in Zeppelin. Like I remember, we had tile throughout our house because um, they didn't want to spend the money on hardwood floors, but they wanted the carpet gone. Yeah, and. Uh, I just remember like mopping the fucking floor and listening to <laughs> Zeppelin. <laughs> That's funny. That's a, today is not a day of rest, kids. Get no. up. Yeah. yeah, we're cleaning. Yeah, GIAB parties. Yeah. That's funny. Well, that and like him, you know, because he always was working on cars. He real, but you know, my brother's first vehicle was a 1971 uh, Toyota Land Cruiser. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah, FJ40. So, um, and he built that thing from scratch wow. himself. So, wow. um, you know, I just remember spending a lot of time in the garage. Yeah. yeah. A lot. Growing up around motorcycles and cars. Yeah. And That's really cool, though. Dirt bikes and all that jazz. So, <laughs> a little dangerous. A little dangerous. Yeah. A little bit. Just a little bit. 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Did you... Well, no, did you have more questions? Um, or? I had some... Let's see. But, yeah. What will you do to care for yourself on your grief journey after he passes? After he passes... I mean, therapy... Of course, like that's my goal right now is I need to find a new therapist because like I'm going to need to have somebody there to talk to. Yeah. Like yeah. What, when his when active death mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of occurs. Yeah. Um, uh, so like I know I will need someone to kind of talk to and process with because 
I can't do that to my mom. I can't do that to my brother. Like they're on their own grief journeys. Yeah. And that's the one thing that like, you know, we've noticed is, yeah, we can come together and talk about things and process together a little bit, but there's part of that that you kind of have to do on your own. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, and you can't throw it all on a partner or a no. friend or yeah. anything like that. You know, I've no damaged relationships in the past because dealing with my anxiety of like throwing it onto one yeah. person and yeah. You can't, yeah. you can't do that, yeah. um, whether it's a partner or a friend. So yeah. um, I think for me now, like the goal definitely is to find a new therapist and um, go on a vacation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah for real. Well, and then, you know, we've been talking about like what his funeral will look like. So, um, you know, whether we want to do something in D.C. or, you know, to do something back here in, you know, in Atlanta area. Um I keep pushing towards Atlanta area because, like, I don't want to have to do that. Yeah. Not outside of home. Yeah. I think that's my thing. I'd rather have, you know, my support system. Sure. With me. And for support system for me is my house. Yeah. 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 <laughs> very much an introverted that's, extrovert. Yeah. So, like, I need my space. Um, my mom called me the cave dweller as a kid. Um, oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so, for me, like, I definitely want like yes we're going to do the whole ceremony and everything in dc but we want that his celebration of life essentially to to be i want it to be at home and i keep keep trying to convince my mom to do it at home yeah um i don't know when we'll do it we kind of haven't like nailed down a day yeah you know well Well, obviously but yeah but like to nail down like a timeline with that like do we do that upon his passing or do we wait like yeah you know and then asking family to travel and I'm like who the fuck cares they can make the decision about when and if they want to come yeah exactly you know this is about whoever wants to be there will be there yeah and like this is really about us and what's best for us Mm -hmm. Um, absolutely the funeral's not for the dead it's for the living yeah Yeah. so you know whatever that that looks like yeah you know Um, has this uh, I guess caused you to think more about your own death yeah yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, this is going to sound ridiculous, but I was that 16 year old that thought I'd always be dead by like 27. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> now it doesn't sound ridiculous. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> like at 31 is like, you know, I'm 31 now. So like, like I made it. I made it. <laughs> I oh it. my God. <laughs> so old now. <laughs> I've done it. So, um, you know, for me, like there's definitely like, I won't, uh, I won't do genetic gene- genealogy mm-hmm. kind of kits, and this is a personal choice, just because I don't want to rule be ruled out of like life insurance policies or yeah. long term care policies and things like that, because um, yep. we don't know how those laws are going to change. Nope. Um, you know, and that stuff's always in and they flux. do have a disclaimer when you do it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and for me, so I I won't do that because I do know, like right now, I don't have a partner. Will I? Hopefully, maybe we'll see. You know, I. I don't want to bring a part a new partner into this yeah. right now either. Yeah. That's a lot of like baggage to throw yeah. into somebody who's new. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, nice to meet you. Great first date. My dad's dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's go on this journey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so wait. like, I'm not, you know, I'm not in that space for that right now. But um, I do know that I will purchase for myself like long-term care insurance. My mom yeah. has, yeah. you know, making those kind of like practical decisions, yeah. um, you know, now. Do you have um, like a health care directive? Um, no. no, I need to get one for mm-hmm. sure. Just because I have a couple chronic health conditions mm-hmm. that like having those, you know, because 
my mom knows what I want yeah I think but I think it would be really hard for her to make those decisions and Mm -hmm. that is kind of in her court right now and like fuck I don't want to do that to her like she's already doing so much after everything she's been through yeah yeah. um so and I'm on hers (laughs) yeah so um you know and like my mom you know you have to make those decisions you know she visited an attorney and everything like upon you know diagnosis and like getting everything kind of financially and together you know health directives financial directives like everything with dad power of attorney all of that um which is a thing mm-hmm. that's a mm-hmm. whole thing yeah um so you know for us like my mom even prepared it to the fact of like if upon her death if dad is still around mm-hmm. yeah because that my brother and i have um, they're like sitting there waiting to get signed yeah. <laughs> like which is a weird thing it is weird, it's a weird thing but, but like you have to be prepared like yeah. i know it sounds like like but you do you need to make those decisions yeah well and after death a lot of times those things beca- get really messy they get really because, messy yeah. i mean we watched that with you know grandparents and great grandparents yeah. throughout our lives you yeah. know of the family descending upon properties and just like taking everything and, or a will you know. being rewritten under duress Ooh, yeah. do you know what I mean that was kind of our situation Ooh, yeah so, I mean it's it's you know it's, it's a thing and yeah. and, and for ideally us, you do it when you're of right body and mind yeah when you still have the chance and yeah. I'm telling you this and I have a daughter and I don't have a will do it I'm I know I was just talking. we have an f- attorney friend who writes wills yeah. and he's like I'll do it for you yeah we just have to do it yeah like we you need to, to sit do down it. and do it and do those healthcare directives too, I do have those one are, thankfully yeah the health, doesn't but yeah the healthcare directives I think um are huge you know you, yeah. you hear about so many different situations where making that decision making those decisions it's not and fun like, to talk about or think about no, but you have to you have to though like um you know, we we had those conversations, you know, and I'm grateful that we had those conversations because we kind of know dad laid out the path for us, you know. Yeah. So that's made it easy. So if you've listened to the podcast, you know, we ask our guest yeah. questions. questions. Yeah. Are yeah. you ready okay, for so them? We'll do that. Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. So I'm going to kind of change up this one a little bit okay. because of what you're currently going through. And because yeah. of your experience and what you're going through now, what is something you would try to do to support a friend who was in the same situation? Um, I think just being available to talk. Mm-hmm. Just like, and you can't force somebody to talk. Right. Yeah. Like, that's a huge thing. But just, like, spending time and reaching out and, hey, I'm yeah, here. Hey, if you want to, yeah. yeah. like, that when touch, ready. when you're ready, like, mm-hmm. when you want to talk about this, like, I'm yeah. here. I'm here for it. And I think most people who are close to me understand that, like, I'll talk about fucking anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like there is when no you, shame. Yeah. <laughs> nor should there be. Yeah. No. no nor should there be. So I think that's the biggest thing for me. That and just like as simple as like cooking a meal. I know that sounds ridiculous, but no, you don't think about food. Yeah. Like you don't think about food. Yeah. That's I mean, at the height of my anxiety, like that's always the first thing that goes for yeah. me. Is I physically cannot eat. Yeah. yeah. Um so just but having food around is a comfort. I know that's ridiculous, yeah. but like even junk food. But like so, you know, having that, um, just like popping by with something. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's a big deal. It is. It's important. So. Food should be a love language. Yeah. Yes. It is. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's true. Um, what song would you like? Well, we kind of already answered yeah. the second one with you know. Well, what about your own? Yeah. My own. Um, I don't know. Like, 
I've not, this is going to sound horrible. I haven't listened to music regularly in a long <laughs> I went through a phase time. like that where I didn't listen to music. I just don't, it brings up a lot, mm-hmm. I think, for me emotionally right now. So mm-hmm. I've kind of like stepped out. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's that Cat Power song, The Greatest. Mm-hmm. That's always the one that like, is it appropriate for a funeral? I don't know. <laughs> Who cares? I would want it at a wedding though. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Who cares? It's <laughs> funny. Um... How do you think you're going to die? Oh, God. <laughs> Anxiety. <laughs> well, you know, there is there is that thought of mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm going to fucking, my brain's going to just fall apart at 50. Yeah. Like, that's what's going to happen. Um, I hope it doesn't. Yeah. Um, but I'm very much like living under the reality that that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, How do you want to die? How do I want to die? <laughs> I just want to like fall asleep and for it yes. to just be over. Yeah. You know, like if yeah. I'm going to go out, that's how I'm going to go out. Not yeah. a tragic accident even, like nothing. But I don't, I wouldn't want for my family what we're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. Anything drawn out or where yeah. they have to watch it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. But more than likely for me, it'll be cancer. Yeah. <laughs> dementia like cancer's riddled on the other one side of the family and then you know dementia's on the other so yeah yeah and i already like i said i already have two kind of chronic health conditions so having that is you know well there you go (laughs) whatever now had to my grandma passed from alzheimer's and i don't have the alzheimer's gene there's absolutely no cancer in my family and i had melanoma (laughs) (laughs) such a fucking crap defying the odds like lo and behold i'll be the one that like makes it to 90 (laughs) there you go you know running a marathon Uh, yeah oh i don't know if i can run my boobs are too big for that that. One of the things you said that you would do um, is bring someone food. So what yeah. food are you bringing them? Um, so my grandfather is half Italian. <laughs> oh. So for us, it's like manicot. And uh, yeah. um, that's what I'm good at. Pasta. <laughs> that's your um, specialty. Yeah. But really for me, like it's anything that makes that person happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like whatever their favorite is, like I'd figure out how to make Aww. it. And I love to cook. Like yeah. that's yeah. that's really like... You know, after a long day at work, that's that's what I like to come home to do. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of, like, mills me out. I'll yeah. put it on a podcast and, you know. Yes. Just kind of <laughs> sit there. Because then you don't think about anything else other yeah. than what you're doing mm-hmm. right then. Chop, you know? chop, chop. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Stir. Yeah. Oh, shit. Don't let that burn, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Um, what's one thing you would want to do before you die? I want to travel a lot more. Um, I think, you know, having a childhood where I got the opportunity to travel most places before, most places anybody ever gets to go before yeah. the age of eight years old, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, I definitely want to, you know, take the opportunity to do that a lot more often. I feel guilty leaving, right? Like taking trips and like going and doing sure. things now, mm-hmm. um, just cause I have to feel like I have to be, you know, close available. by and yeah. available and proximity mm-hmm. and everything like that. So financially it's always tough too to like save yeah, money to like go do that kind of stuff because then if you feel like it's a waste and but we it's an in invest- 2019 yeah like you know but it is an investment in your happiness and yeah joy and um you know taking those little those little trips i think even if yeah. i go by myself go on a trip after yeah everything. yeah go on a trip um G- girl do that whole eat pray love <laughs> <laughs> go girl <laughs> <laughs> write a book <laughs> well and, and and you know and that's the other thing too like um I definitely want to write more and I want to share our experience. Yeah. You know, you should. Um, that's a huge 
thing for me mm-hmm. is um, that advocacy portion mm-hmm. for families and for caretakers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my mom and I both have talked about it, especially her with more like the logistics and the financial stuff. Because a lot of people that like jump into this with, you know, yeah, they don't know how much it's going to cost. You know, it's upwards yeah. of five thousand dollars a month yeah. to like, put your mm-hmm. loved one in a care community yeah. and. Um, Most people don't, don't have ha- that. They don't yeah. have that to do that. You know, they're yeah. having to sell their homes and take out extra mortgages and things like that. So, you know, for my mom, like she wants to be an advocate, I think, kind of on that side That's of great. the world. For me, it's more about the emotional, like, lovey-feely <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, not feeling shame. Like, Brene Brown, man. Yeah. The, not feeling that shame. Shame's mm-hmm. a huge thing. You see yeah. it everywhere. You see it with drug addiction. Yes. Like you see it with um any I mean every form of depression. depression. Like Yeah, there's shame in I, that. There's shame in with mental health issues yes. like all of it and um you know there's shame with you know diseases and death and caretaking and not feeling like mm-hmm. you're doing a good enough job. Like yeah. you're not enough. Yeah. And uh you know, I don't think there needs to be shame there. Yeah. You know, you're doing the best you can. Yeah. That's all you can do. Yeah. You so, got dealt mm-hmm. some shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, take time for you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, you know, my mom will go out to dinner with her friends every now and then. Good. And I love it. Good. You know, yeah. and that's a huge thing to go that and is, do it. Yeah. You know, especially, you know, she goes to see him pretty much every day. Yeah. Feeds him dinner. You have to be like conscious, conscious mm-hmm. of that. Like, I'm doing this and it's okay. Yeah, and I should yeah. be doing this. Yeah, and yeah. Well, because she does still have two kids that need her. Yeah, you know, so she's got to take care of herself. Yeah, and she needs herself. Yeah, like mm-hmm. more than anything right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah, um, that's so. I think for me, it's really about like working to like. I think especially after his death, I think I'm too actively like involved and stuff that I wouldn't mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to be yeah like, a huge support to other folks um but like working with folks to you know yeah just talking about it going yeah. to going to groups yeah things like that yeah yeah that's great so. I like that do we have any more questions Is that's that it? it that's yeah. it yeah okay anything else no no well <laughs> I hate to say this but um I would love to have you back yeah when you're ready again yeah yeah, yeah. definitely oh that yeah great yeah you can do that it's a weird i don't think we've had anyone on that's in the process yeah. of actively watching yeah, yeah. So it'll be um I, again hate to say interesting well yes. but it's, you know it's here's it'll my be, thing like i always kind of like take take it from that like neutral yeah. perspective too, yeah because it is yeah it is like yeah. i know that people are interested and i also think the more i share my story the more it takes away that stigma. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. Really glad you came on. I'm glad yes. you messaged me and I'm glad that we have got to reconnect. Yeah. Because yeah, now we're going to hang out. Yes. We have yes. to. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Yes, Ashley. we this really appreciate really it. Thank you. And, and for um, sharing your experience. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's yeah. a lot. Being very open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we look forward. I look forward to just seeing you again. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. not necessarily yeah. in front of the microphone no. with headphones yeah, but, on, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hanging out on the so, board. Yeah, there we, there, there we go. There we go. I like that. I was <laughs> trying to, yeah, that sounds better. And yeah. I mean that too. So, <laughs> yes. well, thanks so much. How would we wrap this up? Um, I guess I would say take, take some time for self care because it always makes Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.
Funeral Stories is produced by Seth and Molino, and music is by John Pope. Check out our website and blog by going to www.funeralstories.com. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Funeral Stories and on Instagram at Funeral underscore Stories. Donate to our cause on Patreon to unlock subscriber rewards. And please don't forget to send your funeral stories to funeralstoriespodcast at gmail.com or hello at funeralstories.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes and listen on your preferred podcasting service. Thanks, guys. Bye.